Hare Krishna. Welcome to this episode of AMAM, Ask Me Anything Mondays. And in these sessions, we ask, we answer your questions uh, from Shri Prabhupada's books. And um, yeah, that's basically it. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Hakadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tamsa Jeevam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhyayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namon Namaha Namaom Vishnupadaya Krishna Preshthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Welcome to this episode, episode 15 of AMAM, Ask Me Anything Mondays. So it used to be a weekly show, I think. I think, no, fortnightly show. And now it became a monthly show. So, yeah, let's go to the questions straight away. Uh, hmm, quite a few questions already. Abhishek B. Okay, let me put the question on the screen. So the question is by Abhishek B. Abhishek B. Hare Krishna Prabhu, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Shri Prabhupada. Just a small doubt. Could it be said, meat eaters will face a lot of pain corresponding to the pain they have caused instead of unlimited pain in hell? 
because it seems like the idea of eternal hell for finite sins committed in some versions of Christian philosophy. Sorry for any offenses on my part. So there's no offense there. Um, <coughs> yeah, I think I have heard this concept of eternal damnation or eternal hell. No, Krishna is not. Uh, <laughs> Krishna is not irrational. As you said, unlimited pain for finite sins. So that's the thing, actually. So we we get punished according to the severity of our sins, and after that, we get another body again. So if we can look at some of the idea of what is how actually how actually one goes through this processes of going to hell i think the third canto i think i've shown this before but first we'll go to 11 canto this um, 11514 yetvanevam oh Yetvanevam vidosantaha stabdhaha sadabhimanana sadabhimaninaha pashundruhyanti vishrabdhaha pretyakhadanti techatan. Those sinful persons who are ignorant of actual religious principles yet consider themselves to be completely pious, without compunction kill, commit violence against innocent animals who are fully trusting in them in, the, in their next lives. Such sinful persons will be eaten by the same creatures they have killed in this world. So, it's tit for tat. So, whatever we have done for that, we will be punished or rewarded. <coughs> and then, see, the whole point of punishment is rectification, reformation. So, there's no meaning in punishment, eternal punishment. Because, why the punishment is even there? You see? Uh, punishment, just like if one commits a crime, one is given maybe six months or one year in jail or some fine. What is the whole point of doing that? So that the person actually changes and reforms himself. That's the whole point. Now, whether they get reformed or not, that's another question. But the whole idea behind punishment is to rectify the behavior of that person. So, it doesn't um, hold any... Uh, Meaning, if we just eternally punish somebody. So that's not the point of punishment. So now, um, just a quick glance. If you go to third canto, 30th chapter, from the 15th verse onwards, the, um, the stages of old age and death are described of a person who has been in a family life and who has maintained his family with you know unfair means and well everybody today they think okay i'm not maintaining my family by unfair means i'm working honestly but sometimes such work involves when we say unfair it's not just unfair to other human beings it's unfair to other animals also so sometimes for example, um, if somebody works in KFC or McDonald's or, or a restaurant which is selling meat and everything. Now, he's honestly working there as a chef or a cleaner or a, you know, uh, what is that called? 
waiter or manager of the restaurant or whatever it is or whether it's maybe alcohol based business maybe you're just doing accounts for the alcohol business whatever it is if we are directly involved with any of the four sinful activities meat eating illicit sex gambling and intoxication then we are um you know uh, implicated in, in the reactions of such activities and therefore those are counted as unfair means of earning livelihood because we are interfering especially meat eating especially anything connected with meat either distribution of it or serving it or cooking it and everything so even if a person just honestly works in a as a chef say and then comes back home and then he's honestly earning his livelihood still it is considered unfair means um actually uh, this reminds me of a story that sundagopal prabhu used to tell a few times already um it's that there was this one person this was this happened way before i even joined the movement there was this person who was coming to the temple here uh, and he was a gynecologist now a gynecologist is a doctor specializing in women um women's health so usually the kind of uh, profession involves committing abortion or helping do abortion for women and when asked by sunagopal prabhu he he admitted yes i i do many abortions so prabhu was telling him you know even the other devotees were telling him this is very very sinful because you're basically murdering a child so um then he said so he said i mean what can i do you know and that's the thing that gets me income so you, you, i mean devotees preach to him a lot so what happened he eventually uh, what happened yeah i think if i, if I remember it correctly he had a um, he had some kind of a affair with someone or some nurse in the clinic something like that and she was attracted to him and he was also kind of attracted to her whatever it is and then the wife came to know about it um and they committed she committed suicide she killed her son or two children i think i guess killed them and she killed herself and then he was still practicing this gynecology and soon i think the yeah the nurses the nurse who was having some kind of affair with this person her brother or somebody got on his case and uh, they murdered him cold blooded murder and you know how he was murdered because he's a gynecologist he always had to do with the abdomen of women his abdomen was slashed and then all the intestines were out and then so it was a bloody ghastly scene so that's karma you know when one does something and and it's not going to end there it's not going to end there it's not that oh with the oh that's a horrible death that's a horrible reaction no it's not just that's just the beginning how many ever abortions he has committed that many times he has to go to the womb of a mother and be killed by the mother herself through abortion in such way that he will never he will not see daylight he will not see light for ages 
so but yes there is an end after very very long after many many years he may get a chance of taking birth and that birth is not necessarily human even in animal life infanticide is so high you know okay let's see this chapter actually explains the whole uh, passage of the soul from old age to death through hell through then the next life see this so there does the unfortunate unfortunate man unsuccessful in maintaining his family members is bereft of all beauty he always thinks of his failure grieving very deeply seeing him unable to support them his wife and others do not treat him with the same respect as before even as miserly farmers do not accord the same treatment to their old and worn out oxen the foolish family man does not become averse to family life although he is although he is maintained by those whom he once maintained deformed by the influence of old age he prepares himself to meet ultimate death does a person remains at home just like a pet dog and eats whatever is so neg- negligently given to him afflicted with so many illnesses such as dyspepsia and loss of appetite he eats only very small morsels of food and he becomes an invalid who cannot work anymore in that diseased condition one's eyes bulge due to the pressure of air from within and his glands become congested with mucus he has difficulty breathing and upon exhaling and inhaling he produces a sound like ghura ghura rattling within the throat in this way he comes under the clutches of death and lies down surrounded by lamenting friends and relatives and although he wants to speak with them he no longer can because he is under the control of time does the man who engaged with uncontrolled senses in maintaining a family <clears throat> dies in great grief seeing his relatives crying he dies most pathetically in great pain and without consciousness at death he sees the messengers of the lord of death come before him their eyes full of wrath and in great fear he passes stool and urine as a criminal is arrested for punishment by the constables of the state a person engaged in criminal sense gratification is similarly arrested by the yamadutas who bind him by the neck by with strong rope and cover his subtle body so that he may undergo severe punishment while carried by the constables of yamaraj he is overwhelmed and trembles in their hands while passing on the road he is bitten by dogs and he can remember the sinful activities of his life he is thus terribly distressed under the scorching sun the criminal has to pass through roads of hot sand with forest fires on both sides he is whipped on the back by the constables because of his inability to walk and he is afflicted by hunger and thirst but unfortunately there is no drinking water no shelter and no place for rest on the road while passing on the road to the abode of yamaraj he falls down in fatigue and sometimes he becomes unconscious but he is forced to rise again in this way he is very quickly brought to the presence of yamaraj does he has to pass 99000 yojanas within two or three moments you know what is 99000 yojanas one yojana is 8 miles so 99000 yojanas is about 792000 miles and one mile is 1.6 kilometers and that comes to about almost 1.3 1.4 um million kilometers in just two or three moments and then he is at once engaged in the torturous punishment which he is destined to suffer he is placed in the midst of burning pieces of wood and his limbs are set on fire 
in some cases he is made to eat his own flesh and or have it eaten by others his entrails that means intestines his entrails are pulled out by the hounds and vultures of hell even though he is still he is still alive to see it and he is subjected to torment by serpents scorpions gnats and other other creatures that bite him next his limbs are lopped off and torn asunder by elephants he is hurled down from hilltops and he is also held captive either in water or in a cave men and women whose lives were built upon indulgence in illicit sex life are put into many kinds of miserable conditions in the hells known as tamisra andha tamisra and raurava lord kapila continued my dear mother it is sometimes said that we experience hell or heaven on this planet for hellish punishments are sometimes visible on this planet also after leaving this body the man who maintains himself and his family members by sinful activities suffers a hellish life and his relatives suffer also he goes alone to the darkest regions of hell after quitting the present body and the money he acquired by envying other living entities is the passage money with which he leaves this world what do you mean what is the meaning of the money he acquired by envying other living entities now engaging in any especially meat business and anything even envy of other human beings usually envy is treated with human beings but jeeva himsa the envy the word i don't know what word is used here though sin kushala itara kushala means kushala itara sin kushal means i think uh, well being i think itara means other than well other than good activities are all bad activities drohena you see by injury <coughs> by injuring others drohena drohi means uh, betrayal for example especially in the in the animal industry food industry so called meat industry it's betrayal because the, they raise the animal the animal is thinking oh i'm very happy here of course there are many bad conditions in raising animals also but sometimes when i went to new zealand for example i saw place was just beautiful i mean rolling rolling hills and greenery all the way through like until the horizon and you know big big um, pastures what is it called um, meadows meadows and then cows you know grazing the grass it's just very very beautiful it's like vrindavan you know but don't be fooled by such beauty because all those cows which are seemingly very happy and you know like oh they are grazing the grass and the greenery and the beautiful weather and all that they will be slaughtered so that's betrayal of trust the animals have put so much trust in the people and they are you know eating you know and they're having a fine life and then suddenly they are killed jeeva himsa and bhuta drohena to other living entities injury and okay let's um let's finish this this whole chapter which is almost going to finish so you see bhuta drohena we will go back to that word later on he goes alone to the darkest regions of hell after quitting the present body and the money he acquired by envying other living entities is the passage money with which he leaves his world thus by the arrangement of the supreme personality of godhead the maintainer of kinsmen the maintainer of kinsmen I means a family man 
is put into a hellish condition to suffer for his sinful activities like a man who has lost his wealth. Therefore, a person who is very eager to maintain his family and kinsmen simply by black methods certainly goes to the darkest region of hell which is known as Andhatamisra. Having gone through all the miserable hellish conditions and having passed in a regular order through the lowest forms of animal life prior to human birth, and having thus been purged of his sins, one is reborn again as a human being on this earth. So after hellish life, it's still not finished. The remainder of karma he will experience in the animal life. And one by one through the next animal, next animal, he will just rise and rise all the way until he comes back to human life. So it's not a, a eternal damnation, but suffering is untold. So is Bhuta Drohena, just uh, we will go here. You see, Mudha Grahenatma, Mudha Grahenatmano Yat, Pida Yakriyate Tapaha, Parasyot Sadhanartham Vatattama Samudahritam. Penance performed out of foolishness with self-torture or to destroy or injure others is said to be in the mode of ignorance. Basically, today's world is just filled with this. Torture human beings and animals. It's in the mode of ignorance. And so much penance. People are undergoing so much difficulty to earn a livelihood. And that difficulty, if it is at least pious livelihood, at least something. But no, even that is connected with so much sin. So therefore, it's a very precarious condition. So, in short, yeah, it's not eternal damnation, eternal hell, but it's um, suffering that we would not be even wanting to see it, let alone experiencing it. So, although it's not as bad as eternal hell, but it's bad enough. And we have been through this many, 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 many times. Still, we haven't learned our lessons. Mm, so now, at least with knowledge, now we should learn and not commit these and also help others. Help others also come out of that. The only way one can do it is by preaching Krishna Consciousness. Therefore, not preaching Krishna Consciousness is actually Jiva Himsa. Violence. So, a devotee, sorry, a devotee is, has to preach. Otherwise, he is committing violence. I think I have Prabhu showed many times. I also showed a few times. In the purport here, you see this, the word Jeevahimsa, envy of other living entities, actually means stopping the preaching of Krishna consciousness. Preaching work is described as paropakar, welfare activity for others. Those who are ignorant of the benefits of devotional service must be educated by preaching. If one stops preaching and simply sits down in a solitary place, he is engaged in, engaging in material activity. If one desires to make a compromise with the Mayavadis, he is also engaged in material activity. A devotee should never make compromises with non-devotees. By acting as a professional guru, mystic yogi or miracle man, one may cheat and bluff the general public and gain fame as a wonderful mystic. But all this is considered to be dust, straw and grains of sand within the heart. See? So this is Jiva Himsa. This is the ultimate definition of um, envy. If you are not preaching Krishna Consciousness, we are envious. That means we don't want to see them happy. 
that's the that's the underlying um, principle you see of preaching to make other other people happy next question by venugopal prabhu put the question on the screen Hare Krishna Prabhu all glories to Shri Prabhupada <clears throat> please accept my humble obeisances my question is as follows in general there will be hundreds of instructions given by spiritual master to us anyone we don't follow also means fall down or how diksha is most important among them one argument faced by iskon devotee is that we are grihastha not giving enough lakshmi for the moment for the movement as a percentage mentioned by prabhupada and that person does so we are fall down not they did fall down i can understand why diksha is important is as it is a starting point and if that is wrong next whatever done may be wrong maybe not valid or lead to wrong path but is there any other explanation also if if yes please help in understanding it prabhu thank you so uh, basically the question is the guru gives many instructions um so if we fail in any one of them it's it's considered fall down is it considered fall down that's number 1 or is diksha most important among them so the argument that i think he faced one from his con devotee is that as grihastha um he is not giving um what is that 50% because the scriptural standard especially set by rupa goswami is 50% of one's income should be given to the krishna consciousness movement that is the actual standard sarvalabdhar panena cha so a, a devotee a disciple should give everything that he has for the to the for the benefit of the guru and benefit of the guru means the guru does not take personal benefit from it but he will engage it in engage it in krishna's service so at least for grihasthas half of the income should be given so that is the actual scriptural uh, injunction so now here he is asking that in an argument by some with some iskon devotee as grihastha um, uh, you are not giving 50% whereas that person is able to do although he is a um, disciple of uh, so and so guru in iskon which is not according to the order of shri prabhupad so so in that case okay maybe we may say they are not following the diksha system um you know set up by shri prabhupad but then they may say oh you are not following the instruction of giving half of your wealth um for the krishna consciousness movement um so you are not following one i am not following one if if just for argument's sake so who is doing offense now so now basically one has to try coming to the platform of 50% um <clears throat> you know in um, especially 
I mean, we should always try for that. Every grihastha devotee must try towards that goal. In that way, he can curb his natural instincts of sense gratification. So, that is also an important instruction to follow. But if the Guru, first of all, uh, if our initiation, first of all, the Shastra says the Guru, first of all, has to be an Uttamadhikari. He has to be a personal friend of Krishna, personal associate of Krishna, in order for him to be able to take us back to Godhead. That means if, if he says Krishna must oblige, like Narad Muni, he said to the Nalakovar and Manigriva, you will see Krishna. Even, you, even though you stand as trees, one day you will see Krishna. And to fulfill that word of Narad Muni, uh, Krishna came down. So, our real connection with Krishna is not anything else but the pure devotee. Now, even in Iskon, whatever connection they are having with the devotional process is because of Srila Prabhupada. His books, uh, his movement. But just that, now he is, you know, uh, not given that much importance at all. Hmm. Slowly, it, it's waning. Not slowly, quite fast, in fact. Quite quickly. His influence and his, the, the, the um, he is no more, uh, although officially they say, yeah, he is the founder Acharya and everything. <coughs> Following his instructions is on the wane. So, not being able to give 50% or not giving 50%, uh, that is also, I mean, we have to follow. Uh, ultimately, we have to come to that level. Sometimes, the income may not be uh, enough because after taxes or after whatever. But if it's enough, then we have to always try to give more and more. You know, I think there is a <coughs> saying, you know, if Krishna gives you more, then don't, in, uh, don't increase your standard of living, but in, increase your standard of giving. Of course, give it, give it to the proper person also, the devotees of Krishna, uh, who are actually preaching Krishna consciousness. So, that is true. That is still true. I mean, we should always... Actually, let's, let's look at this verse. See, uh, this is a good question actually because one thing is, yes, they have to first of all have a proper Guru. But having proper Guru is only the first step. Adho Guru Vashriyam. Next, it's all about us. Then our following now is the main thing. After having the proper Guru, then our following will be the main thing. We have to follow properly. It's not that we don't follow anything properly and just say we are Prabhupada followers. That is also not good, right? You see, Guru Shushrushaya Bhaktya. I'll take out this thing here. Guru Shushrushaya Bhaktya Sarvalabdhar Panenacha Sange Nasadhu Bhaktanam Ishvara Radhanenacha Shraddhayatat Kathayamcha Kirtan Ergunakarmanam Tatpadamburu Hadhyana Tallingekshar Hanadi Bhim. Kanto 7, Chapter 7, Texts 30 and 31. One must accept the bona fide spiritual master and render service unto him with great devotion and faith. Whatever one has in one's possession should be offered to the spiritual master. And in the association of saintly persons and devotees, one should worship the Lord, hear the glories of the Lord, glorify the transcendental qualities and activities of the Lord, always meditate on the Lord's lotus feet, and worship the deity of the Lord strictly according to the injunctions of the Shastra and Guru. 
you see whatever one has in one's position should be offered to the spiritual master this is the standard of a disciple disciple means he has given him surrender means what then surrender means we are surrendering our independence our um this this uh, free f- freedom so called freedom which is actually taking us to hell by the way we are surrendering everything whatever we have is krishna and is the uh, property of the spiritual master and he has to use whatever he has by the permission of the spiritual master only you see that is the real standard um <clears throat> and here in the purport there is this verse from uh, bhaktira samrita sindhu rupa goswami advises guru padashrayastasmat krishna diksha disikshanam vishrambhena guroh seva sadhu vartmanu vartanam saddharma pricchha bhogaadi tyagah krishnasya hetave so one's first duty is to accept a bona fide spiritual master see first duty starts there after that yes then all the other rules your question was oh he is not following that and i am not following this and you know so all of us are following now so the first thing is to accept a bona fide spiritual master bona fide is the key word there next the student or disciple disciple should be very inquisitive he should be eager to know the complete truth about eternal religion sanatan dharma the words guru shushrushaya mean that we should personally serve the spiritual master by giving him bodily comforts helping him in bathing dressing sleeping eating and so on This is called Guru Shushrushanam. A disciple should serve the spiritual master as a menial servant, and whatever he has in his possession should be dedicated to the spiritual master. Pranair arthair dhia vacha. Everyone has his life, his wealth, his intelligence, and his words, and all of them should be offered to the supreme personality of Godhead through the via medium of the spiritual master. Everything should be offered to the spiritual master as a matter of duty, but the offering should be made to the spiritual master with heart and soul, not artificially to gain material prestige. This offering is called arpana. Sarvalabdharpa uh, sarvalabdharpanena cha. Sarvalabdha arpanena cha. Moreover, one should live among devotees, saintly persons to learn the etiquette and proper behavior of devotional service. Shri Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur remarks in this connection that whatever is offered to the spiritual master should be offered with love and affection, not for material adoration. Similarly, it is recommended that one associate with devotees, but there must be some discrimination. A sadhu, a saintly person must be saintly in his behavior. Sadava sadha sadachara unless one adheres to the standard behavior one's position as a sadhu a saintly person is not complete therefore a vaishnava a sadhu must completely adhere to the standard of behavior shri vishnu chakravarti thakur says that a vaishnava a person initiated into the vaishnava cult should be offered the respect befitting a vaishnava which means that he sh- should be offered sin- service and prayers however one should not associate with him if he is not a fit person with whom to associate even after he is initiated so so this is very important this whole verse is very nice very important verse so that is the standard so when we are saying we are prabhupada anugas or followers of shri prabhupad we have to follow him otherwise we are not followers of prabhupad right so we have to make our endeavor to the maximum that we can and slowly go towards that 50% same um not every time you know uh, 
maybe you know because of the family situation because of the expenses whatever there may be some difficulties but always we should try for that 50% mm. and always try to go towards that why why you may ask prabhu is very difficult prabhu how can we do this the thing is the whole point is to get rid of our attachment for the, our a person who is earning wealth the most attachment he has is for his wealth it's very very dear to him and krishna consciousness means <coughs> to offer to krishna that very thing which is the dearest to us hmm. if you look at it i mean objectively objectively actually much of the wealth that we have can be uh, we can do without such enormous expenses there there can be alternatives to what we are doing you see so in brahmachari life sanyasi life vanaprastha life there is no personal um, income there is no um, like everything he has is ch- whatever even if he collects or anything everything is for the guru but grihastha uh, because he has to maintain his family that's why 50% is for him to use for that um of course taxes and many other things come into play uh whatever it is one must try for that ideal of 50% hmm. so that is there because that will make us rethink on actually whether this is really necessary whether this is really necessary whether this is really necessary so it also depends on the sincerity of the practitioner i mean we don't like force everybody hey you are you have to give 50% um it has to come from the heart as well so it depends on the sincerity of the person um even in fact shri prabhupada also for you know people outside of course he he made the point that one should give but he did not ask straight away people okay you give 50% now now give now he did not say that um, because that realization has to come the person must understand that yes actually i need to give i have to give it is not mine it is a, it is belongs to shri prabhupad that realization must dawn everything we must do with proper realization without realization if we just force then you know the person doesn't understand the whole thing and he may get even put off by the whole thing um <clears throat> therefore um <laughs> this is the attitude that devotees usually follow 5515 putramscha shishyamscha nirpo gururva matloka kamo mad madanugrahartha itham vimanyur anushishyadat atagyan nayojayet karma su karma mudhan kam yojayan manujortham labheta nipatayan nashtadrisham hi garte if one is serious about going back home back to godhead he must consider the mercy of the supreme personality of godhead the summum bonum and chief aim of life if he is a father instructing his sons a spiritual master instructing his disciples or a king instructing his citizens he must instruct them as i have advised without being angry he should continue giving instructions even if his disciple son or citizen is sometimes unable to follow his order 
Ignorant people who engage in pious and impious activities should be engaged in devotional service by all means. They should always avoid fruitive activity. If one puts into the bondage of karmic activity his disciple, son or citizen who is bereft of transcendental vision, how will one profit? It is like leading a blind man to a dark well and causing him to fall in. So, <laughs> without being angry, he should continue giving instructions even if his disciple, son or citizen is sometimes unable to follow his order. So, now you have asked me this question, I am saying 50%. But it is not that if one cannot immediately follow this rule, uh, we have to, um, you know, become angry and, you know, hey, you nonsense fellow, you are not giving 50%. <laughs> we are not going to do that. Um, but therefore, therefore it's, it depends on the sincerity and, um, um, you know, seriousness with which one wants to take up the process. The quicker one becomes serious about the whole thing and tries his best. Thing is, he has to try his best. Hmm. That's what matters. And best means, sometimes you say, Prabhu, I'm trying my best, Prabhu. I'm giving my best. <laughs> No, one should always see whether it is really my best or not. So, Krishna knows that. That's why Srila Prabhupada said, when one gives to Krishna, Krishna does not see how much he gave, but he sees how much we kept, how much we keep with ourselves, that we did not give to Krishna. That determines how much attachment we have for the wealth that we have. So, if somebody gives, say, $50, and he only earns maybe in a month, say $100 or $200. That's basically 25% of his income. Out of 200, 50 is 25%. Now, if a person gives $10,000, now on face value, of course, it's more. But on surrender value, maybe he's earning 10 million and he gave 10,000, which is like 1,000, so 0.1% compared to 25% of the other person who paid $50. You see the difference? The percentage of surrender is what Krishna wants to see, not the face value of what we have given. It's a surrender. And sometimes a devotee may not be able to give 50% also, but he has other struggles due to which he is not able to. So, Krishna sees basically it's our surrender. How much we are trying our best within our means, our absolute best to serve Krishna or how how much we are not trying our best. All that is, that's why ye yatham am prapadyante tam yaham, Krishna says, as one surrenders to me, so I reward them accordingly. So, that is what um, that is what um, Krishna wants to see. Like, I'll give you another example where um, in the Ramayana, I've told this many times. So, when the bridge was being constructed, first construction means just throw the stone into the water and it will float. There's no need of uh, piling and all this, you know, uh, <laughs> nothing. But still, it was a Herculean task to throw the stones in the water so that it, it re I mean, it completely, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, connects the two islands, I mean, the, the, in the Indian subcontinent to the uh, Lanka. Uh, now it's called Sri Lanka. So, to connect that, it's a, how many stones you have to throw? You see, to cover the, that area, you know, it's not a joke. So, Hanuman was throwing the biggest stones 
and other vanara also throwing big big stones and some squirrel also was throwing some stones squirrel only can hold this much very not even this much i mean with the squirrel's hand this much like it will come to this like the small grains of sand basically so as hanuman was walking he asked the squirrel to move away what is the use of him you know go away and ram said no whatever you are doing hanuman and whatever the squirrel squirrel is doing is the same for me because it's not the size of the stone that matters to me it is the surrender it is the you are trying your best and he is trying his best so in other words we cannot serve krishna adequately but how much ever we are sacrificing our time our uh, life our prana arthair dhiya vacha our life our wealth our words uh, sorry our intelligence our words prana arthair dhiya vacha this is from the 10th canto 22nd chapter 35th verse so these things we as much as we give that much krishna will reward and what is the reward oh you will get more wealth no 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 that is not the reward is we will give we will be uh, of course he may give more wealth if one is qualified enough to handle it like shri prabhupad was given so much wealth but because he knew how to handle it and krishna knows that prabhupad will know prabhupad knows how to handle such wealth and therefore he benedicted him with such so <clears throat> like that um when one serves krishna and, and krishna reciprocates and the real reciprocation is that he will increase his devotion he will inspire from within the to come and to do more and krishna also gives that happiness the ecstasy of devotional service so in that way but the main thing is coming back to the point coming back to the question guru is the first thing is the first thing to disobey the order of the spiritual master and especially a important order like that to take his shelter uh, he is giving us the chance to go back to god had we want to hold on to somebody else's feet who cannot take us back home back to god what is the point i mean he is offering us a mercy we don't want to take it and we want to go to somewhere else as uh, the bhagavatam says we, we we hold on to a dog's tail how can we cross the ocean hmm uh, where is that verse Mm. You see? Avismitam tam paripurna kamam Svenaiva labhena samam prashantam विनोपसर्पत्यपरम हिबालिशः स्वलांगुलेनातितर वाव स्वलांगुलेनातितितर्तिसिंधुम अतितितर्ति अतितितर्ति वांट्स टू क्रॉस सो ट्रांसलेशन फ्री फ्रॉम ऑल मटेरियल कॉन्सेप्शंस ऑफ एक्जिस्टेंस एंड नेवर वंडर स्ट्रक बाय एनीथिंग The Lord is always jubilant and fully satisfied by his own spiritual perfection. He has no material designations and therefore he is steady and unattached. That supreme personality of Godhead is the only shelter of everyone. Anyone desiring to be protected by others is certainly a great fool and great fool who desires to cross the sea by holding the tail of a dog. 
A dog can swim in the water, but if a dog dives in the ocean and someone wants to cross the ocean by holding the dog's tail, he is certainly fool number one. A dog cannot cross the ocean, nor can a person cross the ocean by catching a dog's tail. So similarly, one who desires to cross the ocean of nations should not seek the shelter of any demigod or anyone else but the fearless shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And to take the shelter of Godhead means to take the shelter of the bona fide spiritual master. And if such a spiritual master is not bona fide, then... So that is Guru Avagya. That is more serious. That is more serious. Hmm. But having said that, if we are following... okay. Prabhupada and we are taking initiation from Prabhupada as he wanted it. After having taken initiation, if we don't follow, then what is the use of such initiation? Again, it's not that because I am initiated by Prabhupada, I am going back to Godhead. No. Again, it depends on my following of the instructions. So, we should always endeavor to follow instructions. Maybe somebody is in a position to do 50% uh, of his income. And if he can do more than 50%, that is also welcome. Uh, basically, Kamasa Nendriya Preeti Labho Jeeveta Yavata Jeevasa Tattva Jignasa Nartho Yascheha Karma Bhe We should only keep to ourselves what is absolutely necessary for our maintenance. And the rest of it we have to give to Krishna. So that should be the standard. So, uh, next question. We have an interesting question here. Banajakshi Mataji. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Dhandavat Pranam, all glories to Prabhupada. Kindly enlighten on how one must gradually elevate to the platform of devotional services. It's <laughs> basically <laughs> asking the entire process. <laughs> okay. So basically, as you all know, Adav Shraddha. So this is the steps. So Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhulila, chapter 23, verses 14 and 15. Adav Shraddha Tata Sadhu Sangotha Bhajana Kriya Tatona. In the beginning, there must be faith. There, then one becomes interested in associating with pure devotees. So first, let's go to the whole thing. Adoshraddha. So first thing is preliminary faith. Preliminary faith. So when one gives... When one distributes books. So when a person reads the book, then he starts to okay feel hey, this is nice. Um, this is something nice. So that is a preliminary faith. The faith is not very strong yet. It's feeble, but it has started. Then to increase such faith, one has to associate Tato Sadhu Sangha. Sadhu Sangha. In the association of devotees, what happens? 
that Shraddha increases. Shraddha Ratir Bhaktir Anukramishyati. So if you go, go here, Srimad Bhagavatam, Kanto 3, text 25. I mean, chapter 25 and text 25. Satam Prasangan Mama Virya Samvido Bhavanti Hritkarna Rasayana Katha Tadjoshanada Swapavarga Vartmani Shraddha Ratir Bhaktir Anukramishyati. In the association of pure devotees, discussion of the pastimes and activities of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is very pleasing and satisfying to the ear and the heart. By cultivating such knowledge, one gradually becomes advanced on the path of liberation and thereafter he is freed and his attraction becomes fixed. Then real devotion and devotional service begin. <coughs> so you see, one's um, attraction becomes fixed. Then real devotion. So Shraddha, Ratir, Bhakti. Shraddha means faith. Rati means um, attraction and bhakti means devotion. So these things increase as we associate more and more with devotees who have such increased faith, attraction and devotion for the Supreme Lord. So that is Tato Sadhu Sangha. And finally, comes to the point of, not finally, <laughs> finally is like as if he has attained the ultimate goal. No, then it comes to a point, the third stage is Bhajana Kriya. Bhajana Kriya is, means actually initiation and the uh, consequent uh, engagement in devotional services, serious engagement, like dedicated. Now I am actually a disciple. Karishya Vachanam Tava. You see, in the beginning, uh, Arjuna said, Arjuna had faith because he said, Shishasteham Sadhimam Tvam Prapannam. Uh, now, I don't know what to, what is to be done, what is not to be done. I'm totally confused about my duty. Now, Krishna, you are my guru. You please instruct me. So, he had that faith that Krishna, whatever he says, that will be good for me. So, that faith. Now, when Krishna spoke the whole Bhagavad Gita, that faith increased so much that he has come to the point of Karishe Vachanam Thava. Yes, I will do whatever you say. That state um, is what is initiation. So, initiation means... Um, now I am your disciple. Now I want to follow seriously. Hmm. So that is bhajana kriya. So when one's faith has increased to such a point, uh, yes, this is the actual way of life, and I want to also follow this. And therefore, uh, now yes, one is ready for. Therefore, when somebody comes up for initiation, uh, he is checked by the relevant temple authorities. Okay, is he doing properly? Is he engaging in services and? You know, is he enthusiastic and they will see his, you know, his mentality, his involvement, everything. And then they will recommend, okay, this person is ready. Now, this person is not ready because, okay, he's not, he still needs to work on his, um, maybe sadhana standards or, you know, involvement in services or, you know, hearing. Is he coming regularly to attend the classes? Is he reading Prabhupada's book? So, all these things are uh, waypoints that one needs to check, okay is doing or not then once he's doing yes then he's offered up for initiation so Prabhupada's initiation is not cheap thing now we have to follow we are signing a contract basically with Prabhupada and Krishna so they will take us back to God especially Sri Prabhupada he will take us back to Godhead and our terms the what we have to do fulfill is that we have to strictly follow the orders of the Guru Sri Prabhupada then yes the contract is in place uh, if we break the terms and conditions of the contract, then 
the spiritual master is not obliged to take us back home back to godhead <clears throat> then as one bhajana performs bhajana kriya engagement in devotional services anartha nivritti anartha nivritti syat that means all the dirty things in the heart will be cleansed sometimes um devotees resist taking initiation recently also i met somebody he was also um prabhu i'm not ready yet you know i'm, I'm you know okay maybe he's not ready um yeah he was not actually but at the same time he says i want to become perfect because <laughs> before i take initiation he was saying like that i want to become perfect because i heard that initi- at the time of initiation the guru takes our karma so i don't want my karma to go to shri prabhupad and uh, therefore i want to first become free of all karma and then i'll take initiation <laughs> doesn't work like that the conditions for initiation is that we have to chant 16 rounds and follow the four principles no meat eating no illicit sex no gambling no intoxication um chant hari krishna maha mantra 16 rounds so it means one round is 108 times so like that and of course eating only krishna prasadam following the morning program and reading prabhupada's books engagement in temple services uh in that way under the guidance of devotees one has to be trained so and his mood he should not be like challenging and fighting with the devotee he should be submissive and then yes one is is offered up for initiation that does not mean that he has become perfect no because anartha nivritti actually happens starts happening after the initiation all the dirty things in our because we still have many things yes on externally we have agreed to these things but in our heart our heart is not completely pure yet and it is impossible for us to rid ourselves of the karma on our own it's not that i will become pure and then because i don't want to give any karma to shri prabhupada don't worry about karma to shri prabhupada because shri prabhupada will not suffer for the karma because krishna he is connected with krishna krishna will take but the thing is if we if we um, you know make unnecessary mistakes after that ah uh, then yes the spiritual master may sometimes um, you know undergo some suffering therefore this the due and also by disobeying willfully by willfully disobeying the spiritual master we will also suffer it's not that we will not get anything prabhupada will suffer for us and i will be happy no it's not going to work like that because krishna will not allow us to take advantage of anything and uh, i mean advantage means undue advantage of anything so we will also be punished accordingly because the whole point is to rectify us the material world is designed and also he comes dharma samsthapana he comes he leaves behind literatures vedic literatures and he sends acharyas all this is for our rectification and if after having taken to the process of rectification and if we sometimes fall back he will save us by giving us punishment so that we understand hey i should not have done this and i have to change back so he will give us punishment still he will basically he will make sure that you know we are uh, if we are interested even little bit if we progress he will make sure that he will purify us either in this lifetime or few lifetimes whatever it takes however sincere we are 
So this anarthanivritti happens after initiation. So many things that um, we still have to get rid of. So many attachments, micro attachments, mini attachments, nano attachments that we have, you know, that we have to get rid of. Uh, so that happens after initiation. But the main principles of sadhana we have to keep. It doesn't matter the quality of the sadhana. We, we can't expect to have a super quality of sadhana at the time of initiation. No. It takes years and years of practice. So, at least one has come to the point of steadily doing 16 rounds. Now, what is the quality of such 16 rounds? That is not asked at the time of initiation. Because one is not expected to be of very high quality of chanting. Maybe one or two souls who are very extraordinary, that's a different thing. But we're talking about generally, yes, you know, one is okay, have un has understood and following. After that, the quality will improve slowly, slowly, you know. Um, so, don't make this initiation a big thing like it is a big thing but don't make it like a thing there where i should be like oh i'm, I'm still not ready uh, i i still ha i think of sometimes you know like some maybe uh, wrong thoughts or something please don't uh, be paranoid about the whole idea of i mean the, the event of initiation we have to take it in fact it is a duty Adho guru ashram as a duty we have to take it it's not that we are qualified it is like a badge of honor i i don't deserve prabhu as a badge of honor no it is something we have to get. It's not a badge of honor. It's admission into the school. It's not like graduation certificate you're going to get. It's admission. In the school, one will learn many things. It is not that you have to be perfectly uh, what a scholar and then only I will get admitted into the school. It doesn't make any sense. So, one has to have the inclination to become serious in devotional service. But then... Initiation means, yes, now I am willing to be corrected, now I am willing to be trained to become a devotee. So, that is initiation. Hmm. And I am ready to follow these these things. Uh, and then, I want to improve myself upon it. And I want to be under the guidance of devotees. So, this is the whole idea of initiation. And then, anarthanivritti. All the dirty things, one by one, one by one, one by one. You know, get nullified. And this also depends. How fast or how slow... Again, depends on the surrender. He will reward us according to our surrender. And sometimes we may see some other devotees who are maybe initiated but may not be serious. Other people who are not yet initiated may be a little bit more serious. Don't be distracted by what others' position is. Now, what I need to do to um, surrender to Krishna? Uh, not everybody may take it, yes, but not to be, not to find fault with them. Or, but we have to see what I can do, what I should do, I have to do. That's it. Whether others do it or not, I have to do. Hmm. Therefore, the examples are given in the um, Bhagavatam of great devotees who have done it. There are many millions of others. For one Prahlad Maharaj, there have been millions others who have not made it to that grade. Of Prahlad Maharaj's standard of devotion. Many people who, must, who, who have taken to the devotional path. But only Prahlad Maharaj's uh, example is given. Narad Muni's example is given. The Gopi's example is given. Uddhava, Arjuna, Yudhishthir Maharaj. All these exalted examples are given in the Bhagavatam. Same with Chaitanya Charitamrita. Now, for every such one person, Kotishvapi Mahamune, Manushanam Sasrechu Kashit Yatati Siddhaye, and in the Bhagavatam also it is said, Kotishvapi Mahamune. What is that? 
I guess. Muktanam Apisidhanam, yes, there is a starting. Muktanam Apisidhanam, Narayana Parayanaha, Sudurlabha Prashantatma, Kotishwapi Mahamune. Oh, great sage, among many millions who are liberated and perfect in knowledge of liberation, one may be a devotee of Lord Narayan or Krishna. Such devotees who are very fully peaceful are extremely rare. So, the examples that are given in the scriptures of these great devotees, there are many millions. Kotishwapi. 10 million at least. Among 10 million, one will be a devotee. Kotishwapi, many out of millions and trillions, in fact, you see here. Shri Prabhupada translated as among millions and trillions, one will be a devotee. So it is not that everybody will become immediately pure devotee and you know everybody will be a Prahlad Maharaj or you know Narad Muni style. May not. All kinds of people will come to the movement and sometimes. Initiation will be given to a person who may not be really qualified. Sometimes that also happens that um, a person who, you know, the spiritual master is merciful and therefore he gives initiation, hoping that this person would actually stick to his um, vows, but maybe he will fall away after some time. Um, <clears throat> so many things may happen, but we have to take inspiration from these devotees and the great acharyas. Why we read about Vaishnava Acharyas, uh, why we read about all these great, great devotees who are in the Bhagavatam. Why? Because to be inspired. Hmm. We have to take inspiration. Not, there will be many others who will fall away. But we should not be discouraged by that. Even Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur also said, Don't be discouraged if not many are interested in this uh, Krishna consciousness. Don't be discouraged. Because, because ultimately, it doesn't matter. Uh, oh, because they are discouraged, I also want to be discouraged. No. Uh, I want to be encouraged. So, therefore, I have to work for my own perfection. And I should also preach and help others at the same time. But if while helping others, if we see that they are not uh, interested, we should not be discouraged still. We, still. we still have to do our duty. Uh, so, like that. Now, anarthanivrtisya tato nishtha. Nishtha means fixed. That means the standard, everything is followed on a daily basis. Nishtha means unfailing in any circumstance, always following all the rules and regulations. That is Nishtha. There is no like, oh, once a week only or, you know, sometimes on, sometimes off. Not like this. All the time, Nishtha. All the enga uh, engagements of devotional service, one is involved in. And Ruchistataha, then one gains taste I mean of course even in the starting stages also there is taste but the taste especially becomes intensified at this point when one is avyabhicharani bhakti unfailing in all circumstances that means he cannot live without this Krishna consciousness no way he can live without even in the beginning stages this will be felt hmm. one cannot live if, just imagine for a moment that you are no more connected with Krishna anymore, I mean, no more chanting, no more reading, no nothing. How can you pass life? How can you, having understood so much already, how can you pass life without engaging in Krishna consciousness? What will you do with your life? So, your life already has no meaning without it. Now, that will intensify as one advances more and more and more. 
एंड चैतन्य महाप्रभु सेड शून्यायतम जगत सर्वम गोविंद विरहे न मे द होल यूनिवर्स सीम्स टू बी एम टी बींग सेपरेटेड फ्रॉम गोविंद और कृष्ण दैट मच द मीन्स द होल यूनिवर्स हैज नो वैल्यू एनी मोर विदाउट कृष्ण द मीन्स दैट मच इंटेंसिटी ऑफ अटैचमेंट ऑफ कृष्ण अटैचमेंट टू कृष्ण सो दैट इज लेटर ऑन दिस वाई इज कॉल्ड आफ्टर रुचि द आसक्ति द मीन्स स्पॉन्टेनियस अट्रैक्शन फॉर कृष्ण देन भाव इंटेंसिफाइड स्पॉन्टेनियस अट्रैक्शन एंड इन द भाव स्टेज वन इज कंप्लीटली यू नो एंगेज एंड and uh, this this verses are mentioned here क्षातिरव्यर्थकालम विरक्तिर्मानशून्यता आशाबंध सामगाने सदाचि आसक्तिस्तुणाख्याने प्रीतिस्तवसतिस्थले इत्यादुर्जात भावांकुरे जने when the seed of ecstatic emotion for krishna fructifies the following nine symptoms manifest in one's behavior forgiveness first one forgiveness concern that time should not be wasted detachment absence of false prestige hope hope of what hope what hope that krishna will always protect him in his krishna consciousness eagerness a taste for chanting the holy name of the lord attachment to descriptions of the lord's transcendental qualities of the lord and affection for those places where the lord resides that is a temple or a holy place like vrindavan these are all called anubhava subordinate signs of ecstatic emotion they are visible in a person in whose heart the seed of love of god has begun to fructify same so there is bhava and tata premabhyudanchati premabhyudanchati means the prema will come the love of godhead arises abhyudanchati arises so these are the so in the beginning there must be faith then one becomes interested in associating with pure devotees thereafter one is initiated by the spiritual master and executes the regular principles under his orders thus one is freed from all unwanted habits and becomes firmly fixed in devotional service thereafter one develops taste and attachment this is the way of sadhana bhakti the execution of uh devotional service according to the regular principles gradually emotions intensify and finally there is an awakening of love this is the gradual development of love of godhead for the devotee interested in krishna consciousness so this is the uh, whole process next dhiraj okay this is a mathematical question ओके इंटरेस्टिंग हरे कृष्ण प्रभु जी प्लेस आगे सपने हम हम बोलो बेसन से सॉल्व ग्लोरी सुशले प्रभुपाद क्वेश्चन इन श्रीमद् भागवतम 2 डॉट 9 डॉट 8 परपोर्ट वन सेलेस्टियल ईयर इज इक्वल टू 6 टाइम्स 30 टाइम्स 12 टाइम्स 1000 ऑफ अर्थली इयर्स व्हिच इज 2160000 इयर्स बट एज फार एज आई नो वन सेलेस्टियल डे इज Uh, equal to one complete year on earth using this one celestial year will be 365 earthly years so how this figure is derived in shrimad bhagavatam 2.9.8 purport can you please explain the calculation okay let's go first to this um, 298 
దివ్యం సహస్రాబ్దం అమోఘ దర్శనం జితానిలాత్మ విజితోభయేంద్రియ అతప్యత అతప్యతస్మాఖిలోకతాపనం తపస్తపీయాం స్తపతాం సమాహిత లార్డ్ బ్రహ్మ అండర్వెంట్ పెనెన్సెస్ ఫర్ వన్ థౌజండ్ ఇయర్స్ బై ద క్యాల్కులేషన్స్ ఆఫ్ ద డెమిగాడ్స్ he heard this transcendental vibration from the sky and he accepted it as divine thus he controlled his mind and senses and the penances he executed were a great lesson for the living entities thus he is known as the greatest of all ascetics and still he accepted the instruction as beneficial for him you see lord brahma heard the occult sound tapa but he did not see the person who vibrated the sound and still he accepted the instruction as beneficial for him this is our ritvik system our ritvik system is now we cannot see prabhupad physically so but we are hearing the sound of prabhupad but the words the books are there and still he accepted the instruction as beneficial for us. so that's how we are also accepting shri prabhupad's books as beneficial for us and if you say oh there's never a టైమ్ వైన్ సంప్రదాయ దిస్ ఇస్ అపసంప్రదాయ దిస్ ఇస్కాన్ గురూస్ దే ఆర్ సెయింగ్ దిస్ అపసంప్రదాయ ఓ దిస్ రెత్విక్ సిస్టమ్ ఓ హౌ కెన్ వన్ యూనో టేక్ ఇన్స్ట్రక్షన్ ఫ్రమ్ సంబడి హూ ఇస్ నాట్ దేర్ ఎనీ మోర్ హూ కెన్ టేక్ దీక్ష హౌ కెన్ టేక్ దీక్ష ఫ్రమ్ సంబడి హూస్ నాట్ హియర్ బట్ దెన్ అవర్ సంప్రదాయ ఆచార్య బ్రహ్మ హిమ్సెల్ఫ్ డిడ్ ఇట్ హీ డి నాట్ సీ హీ హర్డ్ ద సౌండ్ ఓన్లీ అండ్ హీ ఫాలోడ్ ద ఇన్స్ట్రక్షన్ సో ఎనీవే దట్స్ అ డైగ్రెషన్ బట్ ఇంపార్టెంట్ డైగ్రెషన్ ఇస్ దాట్ then and therefore he engaged himself in meditation for 1000 celestial years one celestial year celestial year is equal to 6 times 30 times 12 times 1000 okay it doesn't sound okay that's a good question so what is the 6 how how did it even come about what is that 6 actually no when first thing first thing is uh, sure here that this celestial year demigods he said but it is way beyond the demigods also you know way beyond and uh, one divya yuga or no divya yuga is different okay let me let me think for a while here the 30 is Just hold on for a while. One thing you have to understand is that at different levels, the time is different. So in the Svargaloka, it is yes, one, um, one, year is, one year here is one day there. But the Brahma's... Um, meditation is not according to the swargaloka because above swargaloka there is janaloka mahaloka tapaloka satyaloka so in satyaloka what is the time for example um if we take so 1000 yugas is one day right that is a <laughs> one day itself is um 
one day is almost 4 uh, 4.32 billion years that is daytime and then nighttime is another 4.32 billion years okay 1000 the whole thing is here divyam sahasrabdam 1000 years by the calculations of the demigods okay let's let's okay this 1000 is that 1000 years of the demigods now 6 times 30 180 times 12 i do not know how that came about though Why is it 6 times 30 times 12 of our years? One year of the demigod is uh, if 6 months is one day, 6 months is one night, yeah, 365. Yeah, that's interesting. Why there is a 6 there? Because 30 days, ah, uh, I, I don't know, I really don't know, I need to, uh, there is actually a chapter, wait a second, calculation of time from the atom, yeah, this one, so, this whole calculation of time is in this chapter the different types of i mean different this thing of time scales of time 311 canto 3 chapter 11 two solar movements make one day and night of the demigods and that combination of day and night is one complete calendar year for the human being the human being has a duration of life of 100 years You see, there are five different names for the orbits of the sun, moon, stars and luminaries in the firmament and they each have their own samvatsara. So, which of these samvatsara is, is being followed here? We need to uh, understand, understand that. So anyway, coming back to this, so Vijay Sharma Prabhu is saying, um, I think six stands for six months of our time. I was thinking of that, but how would I, how would that translate into years suddenly? Six times thirty times twelve. Six months. We are calculating years. So that's why I don't understand exactly. Six maybe because of Uttarayana and Dakshinayana. That's what I'm thinking. But six months. Now we are calculating in years. 
see our celestial year one celestial year is equal to 6 times 13 times 12 now 12 is definitely the months and 30 is definitely the one month 30 days what is this 6 each day is 6 years of our time is that correct no 6 months Six months so that should be 0 0.5 right why is it six if it is six months then it is 0 0.5 years why is it six years here that's my understanding um, that's my question uh, 0 0.5 yeah I think maybe the number is wrong here. Maybe. Maybe. <clears throat> or I don't know which orbit, like you say, just now we saw each have different samvatsara. I don't know which samvatsara is being talked about here. So, anyway, it was a very long time. <laughs> okay, so. Anyway, that's a good question anyway. Good thing is that we don't have to meditate for that long and crack our heads of how long that is even. We just, in our short lifetime, we can chant Hare Krishna and go back. That's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy. <laughs> then next question by Vanajaksha Mataji. Okay, let's go to this question. I'm sorry, I couldn't answer that last question very well, but <sighs> what can I do? Mahuji, below two questions are upon the importance of knowing the Shastras. Can blind faith in a bona fide spiritual master alone take the devotee far, even with a little or without the knowledge of the Shastras? Uh, you will never go wrong, even if you blindly follow the spiritual master. But... How far can we go blindly? Let's look at blindly following. Srimad Bhagavatam Kanto 11, Chapter 2, Text 35. Yanasthaya narorajan napramadhyetakarhichit dhavan nimilyavanetre naskhalena patediha O King, one who accepts this process of devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead will never blunder on his path in this world. Even while running with eyes closed, he will never trip or fall. So even if we blindly follow the spiritual master, we will never fall. The thing is, why it is said that you should not blindly follow? So that you won't get cheated with any other process. Because if you blindly follow anything and everything, then we don't know how to distinguish between the correct and the wrong. Um, then we will you know, easily fall prey to um, unscrupulous methods, unscrupulous so-called gurus. Now, when it is said you have to follow properly, it is because of that. But if 
by chance blindly one follows a spiritual master the bona fide spiritual master even if he is not very um, you know uh, what is that <coughs> scholarly or like for example just just take this for an example when shri prabhupad went to america in matter of months he trained americans who were completely foreign to this culture and knowledge he trained them not only to follow the principles but to preach that and open centers all over the world now they went to london and they distributed i mean not only london even in america and canada and everywhere it was just spreading in the matter of 12 years he expanded this movement with devotees who were just made like they did not have any background of this culture or knowledge like if you are an indian that's another thing at least you have something but these westerners had absolutely no connection with this they had faith in shila prabhupad you know and with that faith they went out and they distributed thousands and millions of books and they made so many devotees and they opened so many temples they were preaching of course they had their own problems and everything prabhupad was managing everything in the background but you see they were not great scholars before they actually went, ventured out to open temples or start their preaching or anything like that what they had was unflinching faith in shila prabhupad that they had and they they were prepared to do anything for him so that's the attitude that will actually get us anywhere so ultimately even with knowledge one has to come to that stage that one has to be enthusiastic in following the order of the spiritual master like you see shila prabhupad he followed the order of his spiritual master he went to america because his, his guru's order was to preach in the western countries and he went and everything blossomed so as long as we follow the order of the spiritual master everything will blossom now having said that one of the things of the instruction of the spiritual master is that we have to read his books also because prabhupada wanted us to read his books hmm now coming back to the question let's look at the question again can blind faith in a bona fide spiritual master alone take the devotee far even with a little or without the knowledge of the shastras now if he is engaging in krishna's service yes but then one of the services is also to hear hearing is not only for um becoming a great scholar hearing is actually basically to increase our attachment for krishna now if we externally engage in services in different services but where our mind is where is our mind where is our mind so is our mind thinking of krishna if our mind is really thinking about krishna we will be irresistibly attracted by hearing about him reading about him so that is the sign and symptom of a person who is actually interested in krishna now if you are suppose a, a fan of uh, shahrukh khan or tendulkar or whatever sachin tendulkar or some soccer player or whatever you are anything that happens you, you will immediately be in the know because you will subscribe to the news about him or her or whatever you see when there is attachment you will automatically want to know about what is happening with that person so a devotee also vasudeva katha ruchi that must be there that is a sign and symptom of a person who is actually devoted actually following the spiritual master's instructions 
so it is not that oh without um, hearing also is, um, is you know is blindly following blindly following means what <laughs> following means prabhupada's instruction is to read his books also and participate in temple programs attend classes and all these things are also part of his instructions so if we blindly just attend classes then automatically we will get knowledge you see huh? like you see in the bhagavad gita it is said chapter 13 text 26 anyet anyetvevam ajananta shrutvanebhya upasate tepi chatita rantyeva mrityum shruti parayanah again there are those who although not conversant in spiritual knowledge begin to worship the supreme person upon hearing about him from others because of their tendency to hear from authorities they also transcend the path of birth and death so if we blindly hear then automatically we will have knowledge automatically we will be attracted to krishna because you see whatever it is our ears are always open we can close our eyes we can close our mouth of course nose we cannot close <laughs> and ears is something we cannot close you see so if we are not hearing about krishna if krishna's topics are not entering the ear then material topics are entering the ear and whatever we hear influences our consciousness uh, we can't be krishna conscious by hearing all material things we can't be so to hear about krishna is is um, training our mind to be attached attached to krishna if we that's why i think beautiful example is just today somebody shared with us um a pastime one devotee asked prabhupad did bhaktidan saraswati thakur your spiritual master ever chastise you he said yes when we want to know the story they said then um, i think let me take that out put this here about because this is about hearing and you know this thing let's let's actually very interesting um, it's a long actually very long um okay two times he mentioned about this i will take one by one first okay courtesy bhakta ayappa who actually shared this with us in our whatsapp group um it's actually long i don't know how to even put this here let me try if it's not possible i'll just read it see how big that is <laughs> completely covered okay okay prabhupa um, devotee is asking shri prabhupa is there any instance when you were chastised by your spiritual master prabhupad huh? devotee is there any instance where you were chastised by your spiritual master prabhupad said oh yes oh yes can you tell us prabhupad said i remember that moment was very valuable yes can you tell us the story the devotee is asking prabhupad yes i think i have said that devotee when you were speaking to one man prabhupad said yes he became very angry and chastised me so <laughs> another devotee shri prabhupad was this during a lecture of shri bhakti siddhanta prabhupad huh? 
So he was asking, was this during a lecture? Prabhupada said, yes, I was not. One of my older old brother, he, he wanted to speak something, so I leaned my... I immediately became... So basically he was saying, he actually he showed with ex- expression. So he leaned, because Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur was giving a class, and Prabhupada was listening. And this one man, who was a little bit elderly, although almost Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur's age, so he wanted to say something to Prabhupada, and Prabhupada just leaned, Immediately, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur chastised him. Heavily. Same. Um, so, he chastised him more than me. So, that was the thing. So, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur chastised him, the, the old man. Same. But basically, of course, it was also meant for him because his attention was a little diverted. Um, when Lord Chaitanya chastised someone more than Advaita Acharya, the devotee is saying, um, when Lord Chaitanya chastised someone more than Advaita Acharya, Advaita felt that he had been neglected because he has, uh, he had not received a greater chastisement. Prabhupada said, yeah, he, he wanted to be chastised. So, Chaitanya fulfilled his desire. Okay, that's another thing in the Chaitanya Leela. That's another thing. But another instance, another time he mentions about the same incident, but he gives more detail here. <laughs> this is also actually very, very long. Okay. Okay, I will just take this part of it. Um, this is in Tokyo, April 22nd, 1972. Uh, that this happened. I will put it up on the screen here. Okay, there you go. Okay, there it is. Prabhupada, so far we are concerned. So, sorry, Prabhupada is saying this. So, so far we are concerned when our spiritual master used to chastise, we took it as blessing. That was very nice. And he would chastise like anything. Damn, rascal, foolish, stupid, all anything, all good words. Sri <laughs> Prabhupada is saying like that. He said when he chastises, he chastises like anything. Damn, rascal, foolish, stupid, all good words. <laughs> so then Prabhupada goes on to explain one day it so happened that was not my fault my another old god brother was um, then he paused and said Prabhupada when Prabhupada is saying Prabhupada that means he is referring to his guru Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada was speaking so I was very much fond of hearing that gentleman he was a retired doctor so he wanted to speak something he should not have done so, but just like, so naturally I also, and Prabhupada saw it. So basically he was explaining with expressions. So he wanted to say something while the lecture was going on and he, you know, he wanted to say something and Prabhupada also just leaned towards him and that's it. And Prabhupada saw it and he became so angry. So he knew that my attention was drawn by him. He chastised him like anything. He was old man, almost Actually, almost like his age. So, he was paying 60 rupees in those days per month. You know, in 1920s, 1920s, 1930s, 60 rupees per month he was giving to the temple. Not ordinary, you know, 60 rupees per month in that those times. It's like, it's like equal to thousands of rupees now. So, then you see what he says. So, he became so angry that he said, 
do you think that because you pay 60 rupees you have purchased us you can do anything and anything he said like that very strong word he used do you think that i am speaking for others you have learned everything you are diverting your attention so many ways he was very very angry you see so this is nice to chastise therefore as soon as krishna was accepted as guru of course he continues saying that he chastised arjuna saying that ashochan anmashochastvam in the second chapter 11th verse oh you are speaking like a big pandit but you are fool number 1 no, you are lamenting for a subject matter which no pandit laments upon in other words you are a fool so krishna chastised was that point he was mentioning so vasudeva katha ruchi point is that that one has to be very eager to hear when there are discourses of krishna topics going on one has to leave everything aside actually and come and attend because in those are the most auspicious things in the world hmm. so we expect everybody to have that uh, attraction for krishna katha so that's why we encourage everybody to you know follow this we have to blindly following does not mean oh he um, no hearing no reading nothing he will just do some service then where is his mind he's here is not that his ears are closed he is hearing something else then if not krishna katha what is that maya katha gramya katha gramya katha na koribe na gramya katha na shunibe chetan mahaprabhu is saying uh, don't hear the material vibrations gossips and all the you know anything other than krishna katha is material katha so he said don't so we have to we have to here we have to read we have to take time out of out for that then next um okay next by vanajaksha mataji again is it sufficient if one lives a life of good conduct as a theist with faith or is it necessary that one must know the shastras it makes me to think of my elders who are noble aspirants but it is very difficult for them to develop the proficiency in the shastras kindly enlighten how can a person become a person of good conduct if he doesn't know the shastras he may not be able to quote he may not be able to quote the sanskrit and all but he must know what is in the shastras see good conduct comes from shastras tasma shastram pramanam te karya karya vyavasthitau gyatva shastra vidhanoktam karma kartum iharhasi one should therefore understand what is duty and what is not duty by the regulations of the scriptures knowing such rules and regulations one should act so that he may gradually be elevated so how can we act um according to the rules and regulations of the scriptures if we don't know the scriptures so it's it you don't have to quote they may not be able to quote exactly the sanskrit words but they must know what is the subject that is explained and what is to be done and what is not to be done what is the philosophy they should know 
knowing sanskrit is one thing but knowing the philosophy is another thing you can know the philosophy without knowing the sanskrit also but of course knowing the sanskrit um, enables you to preach and you know quote the references because that is very important when you are preaching but even otherwise one should know one should know that this is the philosophy uh, this is the practice this is the standard one should know so the question is it sufficient if one lives a life of good conduct as a theist with faith or is it necessary that one must know the shastras so actually one is not on the level of good conduct if one does not know the shastras um because shastras knowing shastras means first of all taking the shelter of bona fide spiritual master then knowing from him the science and following putting it into practice and then reading every day and hearing lectures and hearing so these things can be done even by a person who does not is not a person who would understand shastras i mean or memorize the shlokas or not it doesn't depend on that one can hear and then understand you see so even if they are like you say your elders uh, if they are noble aspirants so let them aspire so they can always hear they can always read prabhupada's books and chant hari krishna hari krishna like that one can theist means uh, you know like in india you will find many hindus who are you know god fearing but the idea of god is not clear first of all they will accept anybody and everybody as god that that is not good conduct that is insulting god now if i say that uh, uh, some ordinary man as a, as a king i am insulting the king you see so i i by saying anybody and everybody is god you are insulting god see equating one man to be god that's nonsense right there is not good conduct how can i insult god and then that is good conduct no so to know that only krishna is the supreme personality of god right? that is the first first uh, step in good conduct hmm so if, if that is not there then there is no good conduct yet hmm so all that starts with all that comes with association with the pure devotee reading prabhupada's books association with devotees like that and then yes even if they cannot remember the shastras they can chant hari krishna and shravan kirtan should be there they should hear they should chant this thing should be there then they will become strong anybody who engages himself in the shravan kirtan process will become a strong devotee will definitely become a strong devotee no matter his qualification his or her qualification it doesn't matter shravan kirtan process if one uh, engages in he will become strong for sure hmm next zrover zest Hare Krishna difference between ISKM ISKCON Bangalore and Hare Krishna movement Jaipur why don't these three come together to make real movement of prabhupad more strong well uh, i think i have explained this before also maybe the moderator can put a link to that exact time stamp in a previous lecture where we explained these things um well we we wanted to do that we spent um, 
not only these three other rhythmic groups are also there so we actually spent as i said before also about a quarter million dollars in traveling to those places and establishing relationships and working together we spent a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of uh, efforts but unfortunately um different groups i mean in different parts of the world also all together mm, even those among those who say they are prabhupad followers there are ulterior motives and unfortunately these sometimes take over and don't allow the real preaching to go on we have uh, to be very honest we have we have very limited resources here but still we um spent huge amount of money um in travels and in various ways in cooperation to cooperate with um the other uh, rhythmic groups in the world and that is including this jaipur and iskon bangalore and everything and even others um but at this moment as things stand we are just going to go ahead with our scheme whoever is willing to join they can join for now the our method is whoever wants to work with us they have to work as iskm that's it so i mean we have tried this coalition kind of way of working and actually with all good will we went we were very enthusiastic to receive cooperation because everybody was saying they prabhu padanugas and we went and visited all these different groups in many countries unfortunately they are not prabhu padanugas absolutely in their behavior i'm not talking about iskon bangalore or harikrishna jaipur specifically i'm talking generally some yes they are interested in following but they don't want to cooperate with other devotees some they don't even follow anything and they say they are prabhupada anugas that is even worse um absolutely and no standards so we have seen all uh, different range of spectrum of you know these things so for us we our standards are you know set and anybody who wants to come to this standard yes they can work with ask him if they are not prepared to come to the standard then you know usually they will fizzle away so for us we are we would love to you know it's, it's i mean that's what i actually everybody wants i mean a unified movement but when it comes down to practicality when it comes down to actually dealing with those devotees they are not interested in that even for that matter iskon bangalore they don't want to be cooperating with us they don't want to be so what can be done so i have actually already shared this before also i think few times um well i don't want to repeat myself too much because it's it's a topic that doesn't interest me very much <coughs> but it's it's there i mean unfortunately the things are like that and not everybody is you know um in the same mood what can we do we just have to go on with our mission you know we just have to go on with our job and no matter who comes or who doesn't come doesn't matter we just have to go ahead if they come well and good i mean we are more 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 than welcoming anybody hmm but if they don't want to come we can't cry over it we just have to move on you know we can't ex- expect things everything to fall in place overnight it may take time um, you know whatever happens as krishna's will 
But in the meantime, what we can do with our life, with our energy, we have to do to preach, to expand. Yare dekha tarikaha Krishna Upadesh. And then we have to go on with the movement. That's all. Brahman realization. Okay. <laughs> what is Brahman realization? Well, quite simple. Brahman realization means to realize. See the three stages of realization of the absolute truth: Brahmeti, Paramatmeti, Bhagavanati Shabdyate. So in the Srimad Bhagavatam, this is mentioned. Canto one. Chapter 2, text 11. Learned transcendentalists who know the Absolute Truth call this non-dual substance Brahman, Paramatma or Bhagavan. So, the Absolute Truth is understood in three phases according to the advancement of the um, practitioner. It's like a mountain Two examples are given. One is of a sun, one is of a mountain. A mountain, when you see it from far, you're looking at the same mountain as when you come and come close to it or even go and climb it. You're looking at the same mountain, but when you see it from far, it looks like a just like a cloud almost. You know, just like a grey line, that's it, at the horizon, it's far away. And that's how much we can appreciate. Okay, it's like a grave outline that's that's all we understand but then as we come closer to that mountain we start to observe more detail you see rocks here some greenery here some you know i don't know whatever so different features we start to observe colors and you know different things and when we actually go on to the mountain in fact uh, i mean at the foothill of the mountain and then actually start to climb it then we will notice insects and animals and birds and trees and different varieties of trees and each and every species of those trees and plants and birds and insects and everything that we see that full detail we will get it's the same mountain looking at the same thing but in three different levels of realization same thing with the sun sun is one also understood in three phases one is sunlight sunlight like insects some insects they, they don't even know that there is a thing called sun on the in the sky they just experience the heat and light of the sun and they only realize the sun shine that's all they know and even animals they don't really understand what is that bright thing they may know the sun okay something they may know but we know a little bit more than animals we know like i mean at least we claim to know the distance between the earth and the sun and how big the sun is Animals don't have even that much information. Uh, they may know, they, have, they may have seen the sun and whatever, but they don't know much more than that. And so there is sunshine, there is the sun globe, and then there is the sun god who is the person predominating on the sun planet. That we have no access to. But if one is a demigod, one can actually see sun god. And in times when this earth was much more pious, inhabited by much more pious beings, Sun God actually came to this earth also. Even as recently as 5,000 years ago, the Sun God came to the earth planet. 
he impregnated kunti before her marriage and karna was born like that so and even otherwise when yudhishthir maharaj was doing the rajasuya sacrifice also he invited all the demigods and they all came and sun god was also among them in fact krishna the supreme personality of godhead himself was there so so they can come but you know one has to be highly elevated to be able to communicate with this kind of beings but we don't we are not we don't have such communication at this moment we are kaliyuga rotten people here the sun god is not interested in us and we are also not interested in sun god i mean as devotees we may want to you know pay our respects but people don't even believe that there is a that anybody can live on the sun and some modern scientists they say nobody can live on the sun it's millions of degrees of heat and nobody can live there so so that is the three different stages of understanding the sun and the three different stages of understanding the mountain why at all this because this is how the absolute truth is also understood so in the least i mean in the lowest stage of understanding the absolute truth one understands him as the brahman effulgence brahman means the all pervading brahman like many people they say that the supreme power they say the universe they you know they use these kind of words this is nothing but a glimpse of brahman realization it's not really brahman realization yet but that's their idea of the supreme it's like a, a, a power or or some kind of a invisible power and in the ultimate sense is actually the light which maintains everything just like sunlight maintains all planets all life on all planets and everything even the climatic changes and everything is maintained by the sun so similarly the brahma jyoti the light from krishna actually maintains the entire material creation and spiritual creation so that is brahman realization to understand the light or that all pervasive feature of the absolute truth as one understands more then he understands the paramatma feature which is the localized aspect where he is in every single heart of the every living entity every single body he is sitting in the heart and witnessing the activities of the individual soul and giving him permission to act in ways which he desires and according to what he deserves so upadrashtacha anumantacha so he is sitting there as a witness and sanctioner that is paramatma so there is a person there see but still in the paramatma feature there is no full reciprocation between the soul and the super soul that is only achieved in the Brahm, uh, bhagavan realization where one understands krishna is a person full with a full personality and infinite personality and he has all um, personal attributes and one can actually deal with him like an actual person and have real feelings and devotion i mean everything transactions of love so that love actually sprouts in the bhagavan uh, stage of understanding the absolute truth so these are the different stages it's the same absolute truth krishna but he's understood in these these three different phases according to one's distance of understanding now we are not talking about physical distance our uh, uh, how to say our interest in the absolute truth if one is or one's understanding of the absolute truth that distance we are talking about same so that is uh, what uh, this brahman realization is the farthest understanding of the absolute truth
नेक्स्ट क्वेश्चन बाय काका सिंह The super soul is Krishna. Is the Atman the super soul or is it our individual soul? If it's different, what are the differences? <laughs> you should go and listen to the recent uh, what the Saturday's Srimad Bhagavatam class of His Grace Sundar Gopal Prabhu. Everything is mentioned about Atma and Paramatma. So sometimes the word Atma is used for the individual soul and sometimes it is used for the supreme soul depending on the context but mostly it's atma means uh, individual soul okay paramatma that's why there are two words actually atma and paramatma the individual soul and the supreme individual soul so <clears throat> the difference is that the supreme soul is maintaining all the other individual souls eko bahunam yo vidhati kaman see so that is the difference and in our body there are always two souls one is us and one is the supreme lord we are the soul and he is the supreme soul so yes vanajakshi mataji is saying 42940 sorry 42840 this is the verse uh, lecture that sundagopal prabhu gave let's actually go to that <coughs> <coughs> the verse itself is first i mean saying see here let me just take this question out of the way savyapakata yatmanam vyatirikta tayatmani vidwan swapna ivamarsha sakshinam viraramaha king maladhwaja attained perfect knowledge by being able to distinguish the super soul from the individual soul the individual soul is localized but the super soul is all pervasive he became perfect in knowledge that the material body is not the soul but that the soul is the witness of the material body so this is even more explained in the bhagavad gita chapter 13 kshetragyam chaapi maamvidhi sarvakshetreshu bharata kshetra kshetragya yogyanam yatya gyanam matham mama Oh scion of Bharata you should understand that I am also the knower in all bodies and to understand this body and its knower is called knowledge that is my opinion so we know the pains and pleasures of our body but we cannot know the pains and pleasures of other bodies but the supreme soul he knows the pains and pleasures and the feelings of every single person who has a body in this material world and also in the spiritual world he knows everything see nowadays you know this big data big data like facebook no now recently there was this um uh what is that facebook or uh, whatsapp oh privacy issues you know facebook is hearing what we are saying and kind of um showing us ads accordingly so these companies uh, like the social media companies they are um, we we feel like they are breaching privacy you know they are you know hearing our things but actually this no such thing as privacy because our privacy has been breached since time immemorial because the lord knows every single thing not only privacy in our chats or our conversations but privacy of our thoughts everything is breached every single thing that we are thinking everything single thing that we are doing and acting and 
supposedly doing in secret the lord knows everything he has the real big data of everything one person is managing the whole thing and just like facebook will show us ads according to what we are interested in um similarly maya he this krishna he employs maya to show us because our desire is in such a way so he will give us that thing which we wanted you know he hears our desires man proposes god disposes man does not propose to god okay please give me this no what is the meaning of man proposes he desires he never proposed to god god give me this even an atheist who doesn't believe in god the god will still fulfill his desires how how just like you sometimes you know nowadays many devotees have told me and many other people also told me that they have been talking about certain things and next time they go to youtube or google or something they find that very ad on the same thing that means the phones are actually listening to what we are saying and you know doing i mean using that to drive ads and people get terrified oh our privacy is breached but for me when i think of these things i don't really mind my privacy being breached i, I don't have anything to hide and if they want to show some ads to you know do care really of course there can be other things that they can do with so called um, this thing but you know as long as they don't oh because our address is revealed so therefore they will come to our address and you know like shoot us dead i don't think that is going on maybe at, at least now in 2020 2021 it's not going into the, in that level yet i don't know what can happen in the future but the thing is our privacy is breached so paramatma he knows everything that we are doing and thinking so that is here sarvakshetreshu bharata kshetragya kshetra kshetragya yor gyanam so he knows everything about the kshetra kshetra means our body and kshetragya means the soul so he knows all the souls in all bodies that's the difference between the soul and the super soul and as they are living as we are, both are living like the soul and the super soul within the heart first of all they are living within the heart next what is the size of the soul balagrashat bhagasya shatadhakalpitasya cha bhago jeevasya vigneya sachanantyaya kalpate 217 chapter 2 text 17 in the purport there is this verse from the shvetashvatara upanishad 5.9 when the upper point of a hair you know you take a hair and look at the tip the cross section of the hair if that upper point of a hair is divided into 100 parts now take that 100th of the hair the tip of the hair and that one part you divide into 100 parts again that means 1/10000th the size of the tip of the hair each such part is a measurement of the dimension of the spirit soul now even if you have a microscope that can or a nanoscope or whatever you come and call it to look at such a size you will not be still able to see, you still still not be able to see it because it is spiritual it is not material we can't see anything spiritual not only because of its small size but because it is of a different nature altogether our our met, we can't even see our own mind which is still material which is not spiritual we can't see our intelligence which is still material we can't see our false ego which is material so what to speak of soul so our material senses are incapable of seeing spiritual spirit now we may say oh because the spirit soul is so small therefore we cannot see it but 
Now we look at the size of the super soul, which is eight inches, which is quite big. And that anything which is eight inches, I think this is maybe six inches, maybe, or maybe more than that, seven inches, maybe six point seven inches or something like that. I can see this. Eight inches is like this big. Definitely visible, right? And that's the size of the Paramatma. It is said that Pradesha Matram from the well, let's just actually go to the <laughs> verse. But still we can't see it. The heart surgeon who operates the heart every day, he still can't see the soul or the super soul because they're spiritual in nature. It's not that, oh, the Lord is 8 inches, oh, that means he must be visible. Still not visible. Kechit Swadehantar Hridayavakashe Pradesha Matram Purusham Vasantam Chatur Bhujam Kan Jarathanga Shankha Gadadharam Dharanayasmaranti Others conceive of the personality of Godhead residing within the body in the region of the heart and measuring only eight inches, with four hands carrying a lotus, a wheel of a chariot, a conch and a club respectively. Now, the measurement of the localized personality of Godhead is estimated to expand from the ring finger to the end of the thumb, more or less eight inches. End of the thumb means, I don't know whether this is the end of the thumb, or this base of the thumb I don't know which is being talked about either from here to here which probably is if you take from here that's definitely more than eight inches from here to here it's definitely more than eight inches um, but yeah around there somewhere around there so that bigger size how can we miss so the point is it's not about the size it's because it's of a different nature. Spirit, our material senses. Achintya khaluye bhava natam starkena yoja yet. Adasri Krishna namadin abhavet grahyam All these verses point to the fact that we can't measure or perceive anything that is spiritual with our material senses. So, this is a physical difference between the soul and the super soul. The soul is like one ten thousandth part of the tip of the hair, where the spirit soul. Or the Supreme Soul, Paramatma, is like 8 inches. Compare that size, like millions of times greater. Of course, whether he's 8 inches or whether he's Anoraniyan, Mahatomahiyan, he's smaller than the smallest. In fact, he can be smaller than the soul also. Hmm. But still, he's bigger than the biggest at the same time. So that's the lot. So his greatness doesn't depend on his size. When Krishna was a baby, seemingly helpless child lying on the lap of Mother Yashoda, he killed Putana. You know, he killed Putana, a great demoness whom nobody could kill. Helpless child. He was not helpless, acting like a helpless child. But he's fully as powerful as when he was in the battle of Kurukshetra or when he was fighting the Jarasandha. I mean, no, so, yeah, Jarasandha and all these different you know, uh, demons. As powerful. His size doesn't matter to him. He can be as, he's as potent. Omnipotent means what? Omnipotent means he's not defined by his own size. Sometimes people say that, oh, how can you put a size? How can God be just 8 inches? Oh, that is finite. No, no, no. The, the, your idea of finite is wrong. Your idea of infinite is wrong. Even in finite size, he can have infinite power. And if he's actually infinite, why can't he be finite? If he can't be finite, that means there is something that which he cannot do. That means he's not infinite. 
so uh, we cannot say that oh how can you have a how can god have a measurement you know why he can't who are you to say he can't if he wants to be of a measurement he will be of a measurement who who are you to say that he can't hmm so we are nobody to say the infinite means he he has infinite independence to do whatever he wants if he wants to appear in as 8 inches he will appear as 8 inches if he wants to appear as 8 feet he will appear as 8 feet. if he wants to appear as 8 um, brahmandas he can appear as that size anything i mean like mahavishnu millions of brahmandas are coming out from him millions of universes are coming out from his body how huge is he so he is it's his will you see yeah that is infinite that means he can do whatever he likes if he cannot do something that means oh that means he is not infinite that means the infinite god cannot have a cannot come in a size oh, i mean why 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 he can't do it hmm okay next question wow <laughs> all big big questions and today huge questions what are the qualities of a chaste woman what are the qualities of a chaste woman let's look at some of the verses that i know i mean you can go and read the purports of these verses i'm going to read the translation because i don't know when this will go to end otherwise <laughs> um, i will just go through the translations you can read the purports for deeper understanding of these things hmm 7 11 25 onwards um, is here um some qualities of chaste woman to render service to the husband to be always favorably disposed toward the husband to be equally well disposed toward the husband's relatives and friends and to follow the vows of the husband these are the four principles to be followed by women described as chaste what are the um, sanskrit strinam cha patidevanam tat chushrushananukulata तद्बंधुष्वनुवृत्तिश्चन्नित्यम्तद्व्रतधारणम्नेक्स्ट्सम्मार्जनोपलेपाभ्यां्रृहमण्डलवर्तनैः्वयं्चमण्डितानित्य
पतिम पतितम भजेत धर्मज्ञा यू सी इंपॉर्टेंट वर्स इंपॉर्टेंट वर्ड द मीन्स दी शुड बी शी शुड बी फुली कन्वर्जेंट विद रिलीजियस प्रिंसिपल्स यू नो नॉट शी इज अ फूल यू नो शी शुड बी अ चेस्ट शुड नॉट बी ग्रीडी बट सैटिस्फाइड इन ऑल सर्कमस्टांसेस शी शुड बी सॉरी शी मस्ट बी वेरी एक्सपर्ट इन हैंडलिंग हाउस होल्ड अफेयर्स and should be fully conversant with religious principles she should speak pleasingly and truthfully and should be very careful and always clean should be very careful and always clean and pure thus a chaste woman should engage with affection in the service of a husband who is not fallen so in the purport of this of course um, he says a fallen person a woman can give up if the person is abusive abusive means you know like terribly treating the woman and everything then she can leave him but that does not mean she can take up another husband she has to stay without a husband all her life <clears throat> see thus a chaste woman is advised not to agree to serve such a husband who is a fallen husband it is not that a chaste woman should be like a slave while her husband is naradham the lowest of men Although the duties of a woman are different from those of a man, a chaste woman is not meant to serve a fallen husband. If a husband is fallen, it is recommended that she give up his association. Giving up the association of her husband does not mean, however, that a woman should marry again and thus indulge in prostitution. If a chaste woman unfortunately marries a husband who is fallen, she should live separately from him. Similarly, a husband can separate himself from a woman who is not chaste according to the description of the shastra. The conclusion is that a husband should be a pure Vaishnava and that a woman should be chaste wife with all the symptoms described in this regard. Then both of them will be happy and make spiritual progress in Krishna consciousness. Um, this is, yeah. Then what is the result of being chaste? You see, yaapatim hari bhavena bhajet shriri vatatpara hariyatmana harerloke patya shriri vamodate. Haribhavena, ya patim haribhavena. The woman who engages in the service of her husband, following strictly in the footsteps of the goddess of fortune, surely returns home back to Godhead with her devotee husband, and lives very happily in the Vaikuntha planets. So, such a chaste woman, uh, of course, the, it is recommended that of course the husband must be a devotee. Then, they will go just by serving a, ch- uh, a devotee husband, she will also go back to Vaikuntha planets. Hari Bhavena, a woman who mentally accepts the husband as equal to Hari. This is Hari Bhavena. Ya patim Hari Bhavena. Bhajit Shreer Ivatatpara. You see? So, like that. This is one. Another place where... This is spoken by Narad Muni, these verses. There is one of the Krishna also speaks, I think in the 29th chapter. Krishna also instructs the gopis about chastity. Hmm. 
10, 29, 24 onwards. Of course, here Krishna is actually instructing the gopis ab about the chastity because they have ran away from their homes and came to the in the dead of night because Krishna was playing the flute and they all, all the gopis ran from their houses, millions of them, you know, and they came to him uh, to dance with the rasa dance in the raslila and he was instructing them about the duties of a woman, chaste woman, that he was actually asking them to go back course he was testing their devotion and of course after this he had the Rasalila but then that's another huge topic hmm? but here he is instructing these instructions are very very valid anyway so 102924 the highest religious duty for a woman is to sincerely serve her husband, behave well toward her husband's family and take good care of her children. This is the religious duty of a woman. See here purport, Srila Jiva Goswami astutely points out here that the gopi's real eternal husband is Lord Krishna, not their so-called husbands at home. That's another thing, that's a whole different... Rasila is a very very profound, the most Misunderstood Leela and the, the highest Leela as well at the same time because it's very very confidential to understand the Ras Leela even Lakshmi could not enter the Ras Leela No, because to understand the Ras Leela even it's very very But of course the Goswamis and the Acharyas have explained it. So with that understanding we can understand to an extent See Next Duhshilo Durbhago Vridho Jado Rog Yadhano Piva Woman who, women who desire a good destination in the next life should never abandon a husband who has not fallen from his religious standards, even if he is obnoxious, unfortunate, old, unintelligent, sickly or poor. <coughs> So, this is again the same point, a husband who is not fallen. Asvargyam ayashasyam cha phalgukrichram bhayavaham jugupsitam cha sarvatra hi aupapatyam kulastriyaha For a woman who is respectable, sorry, for a woman from a respectable family, petty adulterous affairs are always condemned. They bar her from heaven, ruin her reputation and bring her difficulty and fear. So she should not be adultery. She commit should not commit adultery. Of course, this is another thing he is mentioning. <coughs> now, uh, there are other places also uh, in the matter of King. Uh, who is that? Um, Yayati. And also that uh, who is the other one? That sage. Okay, wait a second. Um, what is that? Uh, sage. 
who was old and the daughter was very young girl sukanya i think her name i don't know yeah sukanya chavanamuni yes chavanamuni chavanamaharshi so here she is a very good example of a chaste woman anyway her husband was very old uh, i want to take the exact verse where Sukadev Goswami continued, O king, Shariyati, another son of Manu, was a ruler completely aware of Vedic knowledge. He gave instructions about the functions for the second day of the Yajna to be performed by the descendants of Angira. Shariyati had a beautiful lotus-eyed daughter named Sukanya with whom he went to the forest to see the ashram of Chavanamuni. While that Sukanya, surrounded by her friends, was collecting various types of fruits from the trees in the forest, she saw within the hole of an earthworm two things glowing like luminaries. You know, the... and hill you know kind of so there were two glowing uh, two things glowing like luminaries from two holes from in an ant hill in that forest as if induced by providence the girl ignorantly pierced those two glowworms with a thorn and when they were pierced blood began to ooze out of them thereupon all the soldiers of shariati became were immediately obstructed from passing urine and stool upon perceiving this shariati spoke to his associates in surprise so when this was a so the two holes were there in the ant hill in that forest and she pierced with a thorn and you know blood began to come out and then uh, for this whole story i don't know why i'm going into this but um you can read the story okay nine kanto third chapter uh, uh, i think more questions waiting for me but i want to show this part now why i wanted to show this is because okay let me read this because it shows the chastity so what happened immediately all the soldiers were not able to pass urine and stool anymore um then how strange it is that one of us has attempted to do something wrong to chavanamuni the son of bhrugu bhrugumuni it's it certainly appears that someone among us has polluted this ashram being very much afraid the girl sukanya said to her father i have done something wrong for i have ignorantly pierced these two luminous substances with a thorn after hearing the statement by his daughter king shariyati was very much afraid in various ways he tried to appease chavanamuni for it was he who sat within the hole of the earthworm see he was actually meditating sitting in the earthworm's hole and then it was his eyes that was pierced king shariyati became being very contemplative and thus understanding chavarmani's purpose gave his daughter in charity to the sage thus released from danger with all with great difficulty he took permission from chavarmani and returned home chavarmani was very irritable but since sukanya had gotten him as her, as her husband she dealt with him carefully according to his mood knowing his mind she performed service to him without being bewildered you see he was very irritable chavarmani um and if i here in this purport prabhupad mentions this is an indication of the relationship between husband and wife a great personality like chavanamuni has the temperament of always wanting to be wanting to be in a superior position chavanamuni was not a ordinary personality he was a very very great personality but 
um sometimes they can be you know um what is that called irritable because some if somebody does immature things then you know it, it may irritate them you know so a great personality like chavarmani has a temperament of always wanting to be in a superior position such a person cannot submit to anyone therefore chavarmani had an irritable temperament his wife sukanya could understand his attitude and, and under the circumstances she treated him accordingly if any wife wants to be happy with her husband she must try to understand her husband's temperament and please him this is the this is victory for a woman even in the dealings of lord krishna with his different queens it has been seen that although the queens were the daughters of great kings they placed themselves before lord krishna as his maid servants however great a woman may be she must place herself before her, hus- her husband in this way that is to say she must be ready to carry out her husband's orders and please him in all circumstances then her life will be successful when the wife becomes as irritable as the husband then their life at home is sure to be disturbed or ultimately completely broken in the modern day the wife is never submissive and therefore home life is broken even by slight incidents either the wife or the husband may take advantage of the divorce laws according to the vedic law however there is no such thing as divorce laws and a woman must be trained to be submissive to the will of her husband westerners contend that this is a slave mentality for the wife but factually it is not it is a tactic by which a woman can conquer the heart of her husband however irritable or cruel he may be in this case we clearly see that although chavanamuni was not young but indeed old enough to be sukanya's grandfather and was also very irritable sukanya the beautiful young daughter of a king submitted herself to her old husband and tried to please him in all respects thus she was a faithful and chaste wife so this is one example another one example i will give you there may be more examples which i am missing out but uh this other one was uh, yeah this is the ultimate this example that i'm going to show you i think i already showed you before i think you already know this but this is ultimate example of chastity like <laughs> can't beat this one if you thought the previous one was already like wow this is even wow wow <laughs> so this is from chaitanya charitamrita chapter 20 verse 57 the wife of a brahmana suffering from leprosy manifested herself as the topmost of all chaste women by serving a prostitute to satisfy her husband she thus stopped the movement of the sun brought her dead husband back to life and satisfied the three principal demigods brahma vishnu and maheshwar now purport what is this all talking about the aditya puran markande puran and padma puran tell about a brahmana who was suffering from leprosy but had a very chaste and faithful wife he desired to enjoy the company of a prostitute now he had a wife but he was crazy enough that he wanted to desire the company of a prostitute being a leper in the first place and therefore his wife went to her his chaste wife went to the prostitute and became her maid servant just to draw her attention for his service when the prostitute agreed to associate with him the wife brought her the wife brought the prostitute huh the wife brought sorry the wife brought to the prostitute the leprotic husband so the wife brought her the leprotic husband when that leper the sinful son of a brahmana saw the chastity of his wife he finally abandoned his sinful intentions when he saw wow what is this i desired a prostitute being a leper after having such a chaste wife i mean who which woman would actually care to even serve such a person 
oh she's taking care of me and still i have desire for prostitute and she went to the prostitute and became maid servant and brought me to her so that i can enjoy this prostitute wow what is this what great uh, saintly person is this wife and then what kind of person i am so he um you know abandoned that idea while coming home however he touched the body of markandeya rishi who thus cursed him to die at sunrise because markandeya rishi he knew that this person was sinful and he cursed him you will die before sunrise why did you touch me he was so angry because of her chastity the wife's chastity the woman was very powerful therefore when she heard about the curse she vowed to stop the sunrise the curse was that before the next sunrise now it is already night before the sunrise by the time the sun rises you will die that was the curse by markandeya now this woman the wife of the brahmana that leper she was so powerful because of her chastity that she okay if sunrise is what ki- will kill my husband i will not let the sunrise wow and not simply she was just talking nonsense she, she actually could do it she could stop the sunrise and because of her strong determination to serve her husband the three deities namely brahma vishnu and maheshwar were very happy and they gave her the benediction that her husband would be cured and brought back to life actually it goes on that the sun she actually stopped the sunrise she did stop the sunrise um so in other words a chaste woman gets so much mystic power that all the ascetics yogis big big yogis get while they i mean meditate in himalayas and all this kind of yogic mystic powers a chaste wife can have all of them another example is gandhari she blindfolded she was the most beautiful princess of her time she was from afghanistan and when she heard that her to be husband is blind she did not object she was not even married yet but the marriage was arranged to with the dhritarashtra who was blind and she here was a beautiful princess her eyes were so beautiful and she did not protest all right if my husband is to be husband is blind then i cannot be more than my husband i will also blindfold myself she blind blindfolded her beautiful eyes never to be seen and later on she became so powerful because of such chastity you know she only once she opened her eyes because the, when the kurukshetra was war was going to happen then she asked duryodhan to come naked before her her own son duryodhan so that when she open her eyes and sees him his full body will become like armor impen- impenetrable like an armor cannot be penetrated arrows or whatever nothing will happen to his body so she wanted to do that and she called him naked to her to her uh, quarters this is a big palace so as he was going naked and krishna appeared he saw durudey what what are you doing you have no shame you know walking like this naked at least cover your private part you know so what he did he took some banana leaf you know banana tree leaf and then he covered his private part and as he went in front of his mother and the mother opened her eyes her blindfold and then she saw him and she invested uh his whole body with the power of i mean with the strength of the armor but she was disappointed that his lower part of the body his thigh and his you know genitals were covered because she knew he is going to die by being hit at that place and later on actually bhima hits him on the thigh below the belt which is against the rules of warfare but krishna asked him to do that because krishna knows how he can be killed 
and also because Duryodhan also cheated the Pandavas many many times. So it was tit for tat. So the point is that the power of the woman's chastity, she could make the skin like an armor just by looking at it because of her power. Chastity. So these are some, what is this? Manajaksha Mataji is saying 9, 10, 27. 9, 10, 27. Hmm. <laughs> this is Mandodari, another great uh, chaste woman, a wife of Lord, I mean, uh, wife of uh, Ravana, and Sita, the wife of Lord Ramachandram. Both of them are chaste. So Mandodari understood the power of a chaste woman, Sita. So when Ravana died, ultimately, then she was crying at her at his dead body and she said, Oh greatly fortunate one, you came under the influence of lusty desires and therefore you could not understand the influence of Mother Sita. Now because of her curse, you have been reduced to this state, having been killed by Lord Ramachandra. So, that is a very good example. Thank you, Manajakshi Mataji. Uh, she is the one who recommended this. So, like this we have, this is chastity. I think that's a very elaborate answer for a chaste woman, question on chaste woman. <laughs> Next. Hare Krishna Jayashram. Please repeat the book verse. Surrender to the Guru. Yeah, it is 7730. Okay, let's look. Let's actually put that on screen. Michelle Bhutanas. Now, talking about again Chastity. Uh, nowadays, people don't value these things. Nowadays, the model women are like some stupid actresses who just uh, expose themselves completely and then no chastity, running around, you know, like a prostitute. And these people have become the more role models of women. And that's why everybody is... And men also are having very loose more, uh, role models. So, real role models for men were like Yudhishthir Maharaj, Lord Ramachandra, Arjuna. And for women were like all the chaste women. And even, I mean, for the men, there are Narada, Prahlad, Dhruv Maharaj, all, you know, Bhishma Dev. And for the women, there are, you know, all these chaste women. These should be the real role models of society. Then the society will be proper. Progeny will be proper. And, the, you know, the whole population will be positively advancing towards spiritual perfection. Otherwise, you know, just jumping into the bed and producing some cats and dogs is not going to do any good for the world. In fact, it will only bring about destruction. They are producing people on the levels of cats and dogs. Hmm. So, there's a, it's a great science, you know, all these things. Anyway, this uh, question was, um, please repeat the book verse of this text. It, uh, it went too fast. Surrender to the Guru. Yeah, 7, 7, 30 and 31. Correct, you remember it well. That's the one. You can go back and refer on your own. One must accept the bona fide spiritual master. This is the one. And even in the purport, there is an important verse from Bhaktira Samrata Sindhu. Um, Guru Padashrayas Tasmat Krishna Dikshadi Shikshanam. Oh, come on, I'm just blocking the whole screen here. Sorry. 7, 7, 30 and 31. Uh, so, one has to offer everything one has in the, one's possession to the Supreme, uh, to the spiritual master. And engage in the service by hearing and chanting and worshipping the deity and all that. And in the purport, there is Bhaktira Samrata Sindhu verse, 
गुरुपादाश्रया पादाश्रयस्तस्मा कृष्णदीक्षाद शिक्षण विश्रंभेण गुरो सेवा कृष्ण फसवल वेट टेक दीक्षा वेट टेक शिक्षा फ्रॉम द गुरु एंड देन विश्रंभेण गुरो सेवा द मीन्स वेरी केयरफुली वेरी रेस्पेक्टफुली वेव टू सर्व द गुरु साधु वर्तमानुवर्तनम वी हैव टू फॉलो इन द फुटस्टेप्स ऑफ द डिवोटीज एक्सोसाइज विद डिवोटीज सद्धर्म पृछा वी हैव टू इंक्वायर अबाउट द स्पिरिचुअल सब्जेक्ट मैटर्स एंड भोगादि त्याग कृष्ण से हेतवे वी हैव टू एक्सेप्ट दोज थिंग्स फेवरेबल टू कृष्ण कॉन्शियसनेस एंड रिजेक्ट दोज थिंग्स अनफेवरेबल अकॉर्डिंग टू द ऑर्डर्स ऑफ द गुरु एंड इन दिस वे वन मस्ट सरेंडर टू द गुरु गुरु पादाश्रयस्तस्मात सो दिस वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट वर्स ऑल्सो दिस टू वर्सेज ऐ मीन टू वर्सेज ऑफ द भागवतम एंड द वन वर्स इन द पर्पोर्ट फ्रॉम भक्ति सामू दिस थ्री वर्सेज आर वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट अबाउट सरेंडर टू गुरु नेक्स्ट कृषि छोटा आई रिमेंबर यू केम ऑन एन एम एम सेशन बिफोर एंड ही इज एक्चुअली सेंग Samji, can you give, get me to join any ISKCON organization in Malaysia because ISKM is not there? Yeah, and I messaged you a month ago in Messenger. Please respond. <laughs> okay, I'm very sorry about that. I actually don't go very much into these chats because once I start getting into them, actually I did ask you to message me. I remember that. Yeah, I did not answer you. Yeah, so I'm very sorry about that because no excuse. I should. just that sometimes what happens is way too many chats and way too many messages i can't i can't um, manage everything on my own so sometimes what i do is just i don't bother about what is coming my way so unfortunately i do not answer you i mean answer you to your message which i will um give me some time i think today tomorrow I mean, tomorrow today is i think very late already yeah so um in malaysia we do have in the farm but um we can connect online yeah i will i will i will i will connect with you on messenger sorry about that this question i don't know why this question was asked but bala Hare Krishna among many avatar of Lord Shri Krishna what are those 10 well known avatars you're not reading books or what dashavatar matsya kurma varaha narsimha vamana parshuram rama balaram buddha kalki i mean jayadev goswami is dashavatar stotra you should Read no, all these kind of questions they're asking. Zrover Zest is asking which app you use on iPad for this. It's called Pocket Vedas. That's the app I use. 
नेक्स्ट बाय रायन खुशियाल वाव कर्मकांड ज्ञानकांड उपासना कांड ओके लेट मी जस्ट एक्चुअली पुट दैट क्वेश्चन ओके आई थॉट इट्स अ वेरी बिग क्वेश्चन एक्चुअली इट्स नॉट वन सेकंड जस्ट होल्ड ऑन हरे कृष्ण प्रभु प्लीज एक्सेप्ट माय हंगलो मेंशंसेस एक्सेप्ट माय टू आई हैव अ क्वेश्चन व्हिच वेदा इज डिवाइडेड इनटू थ्री पार्ट्स कर्मकांड ज्ञानकांड उपासना कांड नो द एंटायर वेदिक लिटरेचर्स आर डिवाइडेड इनटू दीस थ्री सो कर्मकांड ज्ञानकांड उपासना कांड and how comes under the upasana kanda and even in upasana kanda also there is worship of the demigods and all that is there but especially devotional services bhagavatam and vedanta sutra is is also actually pointing out to the absolute truth but again it 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 is usually misrepresented or mistranslated misinterpreted but bhagavatam is the cream of the entire vedic literature and bhagavad gita you know th- these are the scriptures which are aiming only at liberation and not into any other thing the whole point <clears throat> next krishiv chota is saying please open an iskm in malaysia we do have in the farm actually you can go to a farm but i think in malaysia also now there is lockdown we just have to wait for this virus to like kind of disappear and then we can do anything about like traveling or you know associating with far away devotees until then we keep ourselves in touch online and that's how we will do um ellie lee has a question one second i think that's the last question for the session oops sorry Hare Krishna Prabhu ji accept my humble obeisances I am new and still learning may I know how can a new believer an individual who and who's an lgbt and chaste or practicing celibacy be of service and be a devotee of shri krishna <clears throat> So that's a good question we're going to have a lot of such devotees joining or being interested now the thing is we have to understand one of the four principles is to follow is uh, no illicit sex and what is illicit sex illicit sex means any sex that is outside of marriage and even within marriage for procreation so that is what um authorized sexes and i will show you the verse in bhagavad gita see here dharma viruddho bhuteshu kamosmi bharatarshabha krishna says in the 7th chapter 11th verse i remember this number very easily 711 because there is this chain of uh, convenience stores called 711 it's an australian brand i think which has franchise here as well and in this 711 shops convenience stores and any such convenience stores you will have the condoms right at the counter when you're paying cash cash counter 
so that is promoting illicit sex and this is a verse which actually promotes i mean talks against illicit sex so 711 that's why I, i remember this very well so here it is said i am sex life which is not contrary to religious principles so what is sex life that is not contrary to religious principles sex life for procreation and also after that responsibility of um raising up the children as krishna conscious uh, members of the society so this is actual use of sex life see everything has to be used in krishna krishna service so sex also can be used in krishna service provided it is in within marriage tie and also for procreation now in an in an in a homosexual relationship sex does not produce child okay so it is actually according to a vedic Uh, understanding it's a sinful thing to do as much as a person may like it or not this is a thing so it's a perverted mentality so one has to get out of that and if one has that then he can chant and read prabhupada's books and come out of that he has to he cannot be inside that commit sinful activity and the same time be a devotee devotee means i mean you can start chanting and you eventually that these kind of things have to come out as a, as the soul becomes purified these will come out these these perverted tendencies uh, so nowadays these are become you know are given so much hype but we have to see everything about um, in regards to how it will benefit us spiritually why now sex life is will bring us attachment yes but then that also can be spiritualized and that's why there is vivah there is a proper process how to do it in marriage and also for procreation and then taking responsibility of such procreation so this whole thing is there it's a very responsible thing if you want to enjoy the senses then you have to do it responsibly and you know bring forth a good population so sex life is not a private affair you know in somebody's bedroom it's actually a a, a, a public responsibility because the people who are going to come out of that are going to be the future citizens of the world and they have to be of proper character and if people engage in these kind of frivolous activities which are sinful activities in fact then it's only going to be detrimental we cannot advance spiritually like that so one cannot identify himself as an lgbt when one comes to devotional service all these are material designations according to our conceptions of life we have to get rid of all this sarvopadhi vinirmuktam tatparatvena nirmalam rishikena rishikesha sevanam bhakti ruchyate so bhakti means one has to get out of this perverted mentalities and come to our see there nowadays it's it's a very stupid argument i mean uh, there are many genders and all this so come on there is only two genders male and female that's it however the mentality of the man or woman may be biologically there are only two genders that's it whoever comes to me with this argument that there are many genders then go you know my thing is that don't go to the male toilet or the female toilet you find your own gender toilet and go there if no toilet is there then go to the street and do somewhere i mean not to disrespect but the thing is this this is stupid argument first of all they have a perverted mentality and then they justify and then they you know make it a big movement out of it so kaliyuga is like this unfortunately now to have those tendencies that may be a weakness of the mind 
Ma, that is actually weakness of the heart, not of the genitals or anything else. It's uh, <laughs> Prabhu said the other day, lust is a disease of the heart. It's Bhagavatam, 10.33.39 of Srimad Bhagavatam. Kamam hridrogam. Lust is a disease of the heart, not of the genitals. So it starts there actually. So it, it is okay to feel like to have those feelings is one thing, but to actually justify it and you know make a movement, you know, we are you know, this is absolute rubbish. I mean, we have to if we can't be proud of our mistakes, proud of our sinful life, we can't be like this. We should know what is correct. We have to cleanse ourselves. So, how to cleanse? Okay, now I'm not able to think straight. So, what can I do? So, the next step is first of all, first of all. To solve a problem, we have to identify that there is a problem first of all. If we don't accept, if we don't, if we if we are in the state of denial that there is no problem, no, 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 there's no problem, then that is the very that is the biggest problem actually, the state of denial. So first of all, we have to accept. Okay, I I do have a problem. How to get rid of the problem? The heart has to be purified. Anartha, all the anarthas are sitting in the heart. Kama, krodha, lobha, moha, madhamatsarya. So these things have to be cleansed. And how can they be cleansed? By engaging in devotional service, by hearing about him. Shrinvata Svakata Krishna, Punya Shravana Kirtana, Hridyanta Stohi, Abhadrani, Vidhunoti, Suhritsatam. All the dirty things in the heart will be cleansed just by hearing about Krishna. You know, uh, repeated hearing, Nitya, Nityam Bhagavat Sevaya, and then chanting Hare Krishna, associating with devotees. And in this way, we have to purify our heart. We cannot stay with our contaminated heart and justify it and know I will be a um, um, what is that? In fact, there is some uh, kind of, I saw some weird movement, uh, not movement, I don't know, there is a website or something like that. Galva, galvanize themselves, they galvanize themselves. What is that? Galva, Gay and Lesbian Vaishnava Association. G-A-L-V-A. <laughs> I think it all fa- fell apart. But the thing is, you can't be gay and lesbian and then all this LGBT and then be a Vaishnava at the same time. Of course, you can start Hare Krishna, you can start reading Prabhupada's books. The end is that one must get out of this. We have to get out of this. Hmm. So, it doesn't matter if one is having these tendencies. Start chanting Hare Krishna. Start reading Prabhupada's books. And very sincerely pray to Krishna and Prabhupada. Please, um, you know, remove all these contaminations in my heart and make me a pure devotee. Not even... <laughs> Not even, oh, make me straight. No. <laughs> make me <laughs> a devotee of Krishna. Mm, that's it. Devotee means automatically straight and everything is, you know, uh, all the good qualities of the demigods. Uh, every good quality will all, already be in the devotee. Yasyasti bhaktir bhagavatya kinchana sarvair gunayastatra samasate suraha. 5.18.12 of Bhagavadam. All the good qualities will come. So we have to just be proper devotee. We have to pray to Krishna, please give me the strength to be a proper devotee. Then yes, all these are included. A devotee means he doesn't engage in illicit sex. And his LGBT, all these things are illicit sex. Even with women and man also it is illicit sex if it is not for in marriage. And even in marriage not for procreation, it is still considered illicit sex. Just imagine how strict it is. Uh, it is not to be played around with. Hmm. These are strict things. Okay.
yeah mukesh narnia is saying also chaste woman not chest woman come on <laughs> chaste woman is savitri who bring who brought life to her husband chaste woman um vanajakshma is saying appreciate your patience and efforts to shed <laughs> it's my duty rajkanna vasant is saying i respect and admire your patience and gita no i don't know i have no knowledge i'm just repeating what i've heard from shri prabhupad and sundagopal prabhu that's all i can do thank you thank you for your appreciations and it's my honor to serve you all mm i think that's it yeah i have ran kusial is saying prabhu i have more questions look on the other file what what file what file are you talking about i can't get what you're saying so i guess i will stop it there and it's quite late 3 hours into the session now i hope that's all right thank you very much for your participation and we'll see you again on wednesday with the bhagavad gita class all right hari krishna thank you very much jai shri prabhupad anand kodi vaishnavan ki jai nitai gaur premanand hari hari bol